0: I know fitness is important, but I don't have time to keep up with all the fads and celebrity workouts that come and go. I need something backed by real science that will get real results and fits into my schedule. Caliber has been a lifesaver. It's a science-based fitness coaching program covering strength, nutrition, and healthy habits, completely customized to my needs and abilities. All I did was fill out their online assessment, and Caliber did the rest. The best part is I'm not in it alone. Calibre paired me with an expert personal trainer who checks on my progress and keeps me motivated and on track. And I'm not the only one getting results. Calibre is top rated on Trustpilot with 4.9 out of 5 stars. On average, members achieve a 20% or better improvement in their body composition by week 12 of the program. Start a science-based fitness program you'll actually stick with. Get $100 off at caliberstrongcom podcast. That's caliberstrong.com slash podcast.
1: Benson, I'm a who dat. Long as I'm living, I'm, I'm a at. who Lose or winning, I'm a who dat. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm, I'm a at. who dat. Sports coma, yeah. this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 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 Somebody please better help, running this thing like Runnin Elf, thing I like thank God every day I'm not, I'm not a felt, go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys, guys. if you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped, been marching in, that was way for the ring, I was yelling out Cha-ching. your shape for the championship, <laughs> fucking on town, duck down, Falcons pluck get shut down, Panthers ain't much touchdown. touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. Us so down. much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Yeah. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the yeah. NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell the crooked referees yeah. are Roger Goodell. Yeah. fucking yeah. like this, and I'm a, hoot at. I'm a hoot at, Every day I'm living, I'm a hootin'. Hoot Lose or winning I'm, I'm a who I'm a it's the sports coma this is where we do that do we do that do we do that do we do that where we do that where we do yeah. that. Where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a it's the sports coma
2: this is where we do that all right, right. was right, popping <laughs> Shout out to the fam, man. We up in this thing, Sports Coma, representing the mighty who that nation. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping, fam? How y'all doing today? Hope y'all had a fantastic weekend. Well, weekday going into the weekend. <laughs> A fantastic week, a very productive week is what we're aiming at. And speaking of productivity, what a hell of a day for our great Saints organization! I mean, my goodness, so much stuff was popping and shaking and snapping. You would think they would, you know, that it, the cycle was just ridiculous in news content today. We got a lot to talk about on this stream, including. Training camp, day number eight, news and notes. And the boy with some notes to talk about in terms of some of the other stuff that was going on. Finally, we talked about it. Cam got his bag. Remember, we talked about it on the last stream that it was close. Turned out it was the next day. <laughs> oh, boy, word on the street never failed, does it? We're going to talk about that on this episode. Also, AK-41 got his suspension in it's only three games. How about that? Three games. Yeah. Uh, and it brings to thought that it, if Elvin had not went to the commissioner and talked to him, would it have been more? I would have, I, I definitely said it would been more games. But Elvin Kamara did it smartly, and all he got was three games uh, for the Saints. So not a month worth of games, three games, and the Saints should be fine and for three games without AK-41, and then he comes back the final game of the month, and we're going to handle some business against the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers. So also a lot of stuff shaking. Also, John Gruden showed up in uh, Saints camp again. Uh, that was released early by uh, Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com, Tom Yoon. He dropped that little bomb moment. No, Oma. So it was a lot of stuff going on. We'll cover all that and more on today's show. And also we'll react to Dennis Allen's video. Trevor Penning and also Elvin Kamara spoke for the first time. Not only about just his incident, he got that out of the way, but other things as well. How you see, you know, what was going on with the team. So shout out to all you fantastic people out there. Hope you guys are ready for a good weekend. Hope you've been keeping yourself hydrated because it is very hot. (laughs) All right, shout out to all the fam. JT, uh, uh, Jerry, King Morrison, my boy Hoodie, Poppy 504, Jason K., uh, who else we got? St. Doug, shout out to you, brother. Javier, good to see you, fam. Quavedia, shout out to you, brother. Gundam is in this thing. Shout out to my brother Gundam. Uh, who else we got chiming in? Bunch of family members, man. Thank y'all. Please feel free to, to hit that like button, share it on your social media feed, and hit the subscribe button as well. Thank you, baby. All right, so anyway, shout out to all of the fam, man, in here. Black Preacher Man, how you doing, sir? Good to see you as well in there. Devon is in this thing. Shout out to you, 504 Code. Is doing his thing as well. Good to see you, Tuck. Graph was popping with you. Good to see you. What's up, Laurie? Good up. Good shout out to you, Molly Mall in the building as well. Trav five zero four and the rest of the fam. Man, much love to all y'all. T Roy, I see you, fam. Appreciate you, L Dub. What's popping, baby? Brother Eric's in his thing. Richard, how you doing, sir? All right. Thank you, brother. Black preacher man became a YouTube member. Shout out to you, Uh, and, for, and thank you for doing that, sir. For driving it in uh becoming a member of the stream man listen and shout out to all the patreon and the youtube membership family man and just everybody but in particular our patreon champions and our youtube membership family champions for your financial contributions to the stream man we've done some real wonderful things especially over the last several weeks uh just all kind of great things going and we just sharing the love we you know great we got the who that nation united shout out to my brothers uh in uh, the who that nation uh the nola bros my dog randolph at the keeping it real podcast and hoodie my brother hoodie as well fantastic people excellent uh, content creators and i'm proud to have them a part of the pro media network that was some of the stuff that we were doing also the who that daily.com shout out to all our contributors over there writing great articles. Uh, and and shout out to uh to B. You know what I'm saying who is a fantastic editor. She edits both the who that the who that daily.com and protv1.com doing a fantastic job bringing in contributors. So I mean, listen. We are blessed and we are blessed because of you. And this is a movement. Like I told y'all a long time ago, we take one step at a time, fam. We patient, we are diligent, and we are consistent. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I'm like, that guy goddamn cute. Let me tell you. Yeah, he, he, he's consistent. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I got to tell you. But anyway, with that being said, shout out to all y'all, man. Appreciate you as well. <laughs> I see you Tuck grab much love. <laughs> Once again, thank you. Thank you. Preacher black preacher, man, sir. Appreciate you. being a member man that really means a lot to the family members all that great support telling you've been doing this for a while man and it's just really popping all right so anyway with that being said let's get right on into it fam we're gonna start off with the first the article shout out to our fantastic people at saints at the saints news network my brother Kyle t mosley uh uh brother bob rose As well as Hendrix and the rest of the fam doing great work. I always shot these guys out because you know they make great contributions to the who that nation and the Saint community. You know, and I just want them to understand that we appreciate them for what they do and how they do it. The professionalism, their level of consistency as well, and um, uh, and just like I said, thank these because you often don't get to thank a lot of these people because. You know of how fast things move, but I often take my time to kind of think people because of their contributions to the community. Man, they really are a blessing. All right. So anyway, in today's uh, training camp day, in eight news notes and observations, uh, Saints camp took or in the books, and uh, it was kind of hot. But the family members were allowed to be back out there. I remember, the last several days were just media days, but the fans was out or the family members, as I like to call them, were out there in full mass representing the Houdet Nation. All right. So here's a couple of things. Saints were missing a few faces at Friday's practice, which was headlined by Michael Thomas, Dennis Allen. And we'll play Dennis Allen's part of his uh, interview today that uh, it was a veteran rest day and Michael Thomas. So there's no cause for concern uh, that he was out. Uh, James Hurst, Andrews, Pete, of course, Kelvin Throckmorton, and Cam Jordan were among those not spotted. But of course, you know, Cam also had a vet day because he had a part of his day was signing that l- lucrative deal that we talked about. And the timeline was off just by a smidgen because they wanted to get Cam signed prior to training camp, but signing him going into camp. And I was like, man, somebody asked me the question, Q, when he did sign, I said, fam, listen, it should be it's it passed the deadline but i promise you before camp ends during camp well bef- during camp is what i was saying and they got it done so i know because they were basically they wanted to make it happen and kudos to that and we'll be playing some of cam's uh interview as well because he did a sign he had his father up there and his beautiful family his loving wife it's good to see people together a strong family unit with all the crap that's going on fam you know nowadays and, and just on some side note, fam, you know, I'm working right now. I'm re, re kind of working my schedule. So I'm kind of getting ready to kind of roll out a relationship, a show. So I know y'all going
3: <laughs> I
2: ain't gonna talk about it right now. I'm gonna just hit y'all with it one day. I'll be pop up here with a suit on with with with, with three triangles behind me spinning. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's keep it going. I'm just messing with y'all, man. I or am I. All right, let's keep it going. So, anyway, uh, all right, so starting looks and more with offensive line missing a few would-be starters, the team rolled a look uh, of Trevor Penning, Landon Young, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and Ramchek. And we pointed out a few more times in the reps that Young was getting some work, which is what we talked about, which is – <laughs> Uh, Molly ball said, Hey brother. Yeah, I'm, da- I'm just going to j- Pammy with the eyes bucking? Put the pet, pa- the eyes bucking up there, Pammy. You're going to buck them eyes, man. <laughs> oh man. All right. so we pointed out a few times in recaps that young was getting guard work, which is cool because we wanted to, see what Landon Young could do. You remember several times, man, we talked about Landon Young. He was a drafted guy here and he kind of got hurt. He, I think he had a busted foot that first year that kind of stalled out his development. The next year, went through a sophomore slump kind of thing. And then the following year we were like looking, saying, man, what the hell is uh what's up with Landon Young? When we scouted Landon Young, Landon Young was a hell of a player, man, playing the guard and tackle position. So, What does he look like? And he's getting some work in there. So that'll be good to see what he's doing. The second pairing had Lewis Kidd, Nick Devere, which is good to see. The veteran, Max Garcia. Mark Evans II, the undrafted guy out of Texas, Arkansas Pine, I mean, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, where Teron Armstead comes from, and Storm Norton, the other veteran. Defensively, the Saints went with a base look to start with Carl Granderson, Big Saunders, Nathan Shepard, and Passanio, who's really been looking good in camp. Passing Yo been putting pressure on people, looking real good. remember he had some injury issues. Saints gave him a multi-year deal to bring Passing Yo back because he's versatile. He's a guy that I would like to see more Passing Yo inside than outside part of the interior, but the Saints can use him in both ways, being that if there's an issue from an uh, injury standpoint, that Passing Yo could help you on a defensive line. So that that is a positive. Zach Bond Demario Davis, Pete Warren at the linebacker. Alante Taylor starting outside of Laddie Daddy and Marcus May were at the safety position. So Laddie Daddy, I mean, Alante, getting a little work there as well. Now, later in the drills, Saints rolled out a three-man rush that had Nate Shepard in the middle with Granderson and passing on outside. That's interesting. Bradley Roby was working in the slot. Jordan Howden was the extra DB on the field in addition to Demario Davis and Laddie Daddy, Alante Taylor, Marcus May, and Tyron Matthew. Very interesting look for the Saints using a three-lineman look. How about that? All right. So we they're trying some different things, man, this year. This is going to be interesting to see some. Saints do have a lot of defensive versatility and offensive defense uh, uh versatility as well. They will practice on the 43 defense the last several days. They're kind of switching it up, doing something different. Elvin Kamara addresses things, and we'll cover that more as we get into the stream. We'll play some of his interview, probably most of it anyway. And here go the quarterback breakdown. We get into it. And Derek Carr on his sevens were four of six, and then the rest of the drills one and one, two and two, and zero for three. Jameis was four for four in the sevens, no passes on the other drill, and one and one and three and four on the others. Jake Hayner two and two in his sevens, and one and one, one and two and one and three in the other drills. Now the seven on seven car had his first series start with a nice floater for a deep game left to Rashid Shaheed. You know, he can get up under them passes with well, Marcus man, Tyron Matthew around Alante Taylor made a, na- a nice pass breakup on the sideline for something that was intended for Kendra Miller on the next play. Then Carr hit a deep crosser to Trey Smith with Jordan Howden and Ty- Tyron Matthew as the closest defenders. Now we know that uh, Trey Smith is, is definitely playing a, a lot better ball. And at some point you realize that Trey Smith was a third round draft pick. He has some talent. Maybe he's a late bloomer of sorts, but we've seen Trey Smith at times step it up. So I'm gonna have more of an observational view of Trey Smith because we've seen a lot of them in the saints, you know, or, you know, they're going to give him an opportunity to see what he can do. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of guys that's pushing him. So think about it. Like Trey Smith stepping up because he knows the finality of this moment. I mean, you got, you got to show up, man. You, if you don't feel the fact that you got people breathing down your neck, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've, you know, how many years have we allowed this to, unlike this shit, people saying, "Oh, well, he going to make it. I'm telling you at some point, all this has to stop, you know? So anyway, He's doing good for right now, but I'm going to be more observational because I've seen stuff like this before. All right, the next one. Chris Olavi had a fairly easy catch over the middle for a nice game on the next play, but it was dropped. Lonnie Johnson Jr. was right there and would have had a big hit if it was a real game situation. Carr then hit Jimmy Graham in the flats for a short game. Then the next play happened with Elvin Kamara going for a deep hookup, uh, running a wheel route over the backfield. Zach Bond in coverage. You know that was a disaster. (laughs) That's going to be difficult for him to do that, because I remember a similar play was done with with, with uh, McCaffrey with the, ten, with the uh, Carolina Panthers, and it didn't end up too good. So, you know, but Jameis Winston got his series started by hitting Treyquan Smith on the curl route, short game. Kirk Merritt on the drag route working against Agborn. Jesse James, hope he pulled his shop shooters away on this one. Had an easy hookup underneath for a nice game on the next play with Troy Pride as the closest defender. Winston's last play was a hookup on the sideline to Keith Kirkwood on the quick out. Hainer only had two reps as the Saints typically ran 12 plays during the drills. His first pass went an intermediate gain near the sideline to Keith Kirkwood. And then the other pass was to Foster Monroe on the comeback curl. And then the team series, first one was the run defense had a pretty strong series during cars reps as Carl Granderson Demario Mario Davis had a nice run stop on the inside rush attempt. To Jamal Williams to start, Elvin Kamara had a run to the outside on the next play with Marcus May and Bradley Roby stopping him for a short game. The long pass from Carr was a hookup to Quine Baker near the right sideline with Zach Boyne as the closest coverage. And then the series ended with a run inside with Kamara that was stopped by Pete Werner. Saints doing it. All right, anyway, then the next series was Jameis Winston, where he saw all runs, and the first was to Jamal Williams inside stuffed by the roach for a loss. Zach Boyd had a tackle for loss on the next play with Kirk Merritt. Miller came back with a decent run to the outside on the next play and and honed in on Nick DeVere getting a nice block on Brian Breesey to open the way. That's another battle that some of the writers and reporters have been talking about. Is about the battle between the rookies, Brian Breeze and Nick Cell They've been, you know, they've been really going at it when they when when they when they face each other. That is a really good matchup to see how real, really good Nick Sell is against Brian Breese, who's a handful. So Enu Benjamin had the final carry that got to the second level going to close things out. Hainer uh, Hainer's reps were mostly runs. Ellis Merriweather, the undrafted running back at the back of the depth chart attempted to uh, run to the right. Anthony Orgy had to stop. Carrick Merritt had a cut right on the next play. JT Gray was there. His long pass was a swing out to the right for a nice game to, uh, with Cody Martin blocking out for Eno Benjamin at the final carry with Nick Anderson getting the stop. Team series two. This is when Carr got involved. Second series started with outside runs. Marcus May, Demario Davis in pursuit. The defense had Brian Breesy and the Roach and, at the start in the interior. The next play got shut out car due to something not being right during the process leading up to a snap. So they had to kind of shut that down. The offense came back with a nice run with Kendra Miller on the next play with good blocking from Eric McCoy. Miller also had a really good vision attempt. And we talked about Kendra Miller I, when I was scouting Kendra Miller, even up to the, yester- uh, what was it? The show, uh, the show, my the last show that we did, we talked about his vision and a, pe- a lot of people going to be really impressed with Kendra Miller's vision. I'm telling you, he is he's football shape. If you look at the dude, um he, he's a big guy, power's a part of his game. He does have a a level to him when he gets there and he kicks it in the gear. He don't have an Elvin Kamara gear, but he does have a gear where he gets faster if he gets to the open field. Uh he's a brutal runner. He uses a stiff arm, but he's incredibly smart on high, very instinctive. And has for a rookie has really good vision. If you watch the tape, how productive he was with TCU, how he was able to see things develop. A very patient running back, stays behind uses stays behind his running backs until the very last moment. And majority of his tape pop behind it and then makes plays. But he's a brutal guy when he gets to the third level to the de- the defensive back level. Psh, you know you're in trouble if Kendra Miller gets that <laughs> the to, to third uh, to the defensive back level of the opposing defenses. So. Yeah, he's, he's awesome, man. So Carr hit a deep crossing route right on the next play to Taysom off the deep left sideline with Marcus May and Pete Warren as the closest defenders. He closed out the series, hitting Traquan Smith with Hugo Amadi in coverage. Carl Granderson had a pressure on the play, which could have been considered a sack. So Granderson passing Yo, Peyton Turner, they, we've consistently over the last several days of camp have heard and seen that those guys have been very, good in what they've been doing. Constant pressure from those guys. Winston hit his long pass to start with a crossing route to Lucas Crawl with Nephi Suwell in coverage. Another guy that's talked about. Kirk Mayer had an outside run on the next play that was stopped by Isaiah Foskey. Winston took off on the run the next play, but it was already blown dead after Umage. I mean, Udo, Hugo Amadi had the sack coming off a of blitz from the slot. Another, and Even though he's undersized, Hugo Amadi makes plays, man. He makes plays. Jamal Williams had the final play with a short run inside. Now, Hainer's first play during the series was an inside run to Eno Benjamin that was stopped by DeMarco Jackson. Hit a nice a little hit stick on the play. Hainer completed his first pass to Lynn Bowden Jr. with Troy Pride and coverage for an intermediate game over the middle. The next pass attempt for Hainer was incomplete to Benjamin in the flats. The final play of the series was the toss play to Ellis Merriweather for a short gain that was stopped by Ty Summers, the special team linebacker. Team series number three, tough series here for the team. The first team, Carr's first pass was incomplete as it was, as it was first tipped at the at the line. Courtesy of Kaelin Saunders. The second was a sideline shot to Quan Baker, but the timer was obviously off. Nate, uh Big Nate Shepard and Tanu Passio combined for a sack on the third play. Passing Yo once again. And on third play, then the series finished with a deep right attempt to crystal lobby with Lonnie Johnson Jr. in coverage. He was open, but he didn't connect. Trevor Penning had a strong block on Granison and pass protection on the next play. When Winston's final series saw Rashid Shahid on the slant for a short hookup to start, then he hit Lynn Bowden underneath with the curl with well in coverage. Hugo Amadi around there. Winston then tried try Quine Baker near the sideline for the intermediate pass, but it was a little low. Once again, honed in on Trevor Penning, who was having a strong rep against Isaiah Foskey, another battle to watch. The series ended up with a deep hookup down the seam to Lynn Bowden with Sewell in coverage, but Bowden made a really good adjustment to get the deep pass, which is a part of his game. And I talked about uh, uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. because I remember Lynn Bowden Jr. at the University of Kentucky. He did everything. He was a qu- he played quarterback, running back, wide receiver. He was special teams guy to help. So if he can win the, 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 the return man battle, he has duality and multiple applications for a very imaginative offensive run. He can be used in many ways. We won't talk about versatility. So it just comes down to that. All right. So anyway, Hainer series started outside with Kirk left to Kirk married. Then he rolled out the play. And then we talked about the, uh, the, the rollout on the next play to Ellis Merriweather. The play was actually blown dead before the pass came out, but we still chart the throw. Hainer tried a deep shot to Quine Baker on the third play but it was close, but no cigar final pass was to James Washington down the right sideline, but it was overthrown. So we got to get the connection together. But what, just like what Derek Carr said, yes, the, the day before yesterday when we played his stuff, remember he was saying that all of the quarterbacks are getting good work, that all of the quarterbacks out there are getting good work. They are getting good work, which means if they all getting a car thrown to his guys, Jameis has a set of guys that he's working with and Jake Hayner got a set of guys. And all the wide receivers and everybody's getting work, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody getting reps, everybody trying to build a in, and that's a positive thing. So that was a good observation there. And, of course, speaking more observations, general observations in those, John Gruden, we're going to cover this, was in attendance for practice. I have a picture of him. And remember we talked about, I asked my reporter friends, say, hey, can somebody get a picture of John Gruden? <laughs> they did snap a picture of John Gruden as well. So you should be here for the next several days, man in an in the observer capacity. And they're saying it's a non paying position. They made it a point point in other reports to say that he's merely there for observational, you know, analytical observational purposes. And it's a non paying position. They made it a point to say that now several days, that's what uh, Dennis Allen did say. We'll play some of that as well. So that is interesting. And there was some periods where he was talking a lot with Elvin Kamara and Derek Carr. So, my thing is this with the John Gruden thing. And y'all put it in the chat. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about John Gruden because I get mixed feelings from the family members about John Gruden. He's currently still suing the NFL, right? And the thing about John Gruden is it's a very interesting philosophy. And it's they're pulling from the best the Raiders have, right? You, you see, you cannot deny, even though you might not. And John Gruden said some awful stuff in them emails right there and he got to come out and, you know, that's why they blocking them out and all this kind of stuff, you know, for whatever he got to make his, apology. I'm not sure if he apologized or none of that kind of stuff, because that really, I wasn't worrying about John Gruden, to be honest with you. John Gruden is all, is just coming across my board right now because he's a fixed and connected to our team. And that's the only reason I'm kind of talking about him right now, but you cannot deny that John Gruden's connection with Derek Carr, you could tell he believes in Derek Carr. He understands what's going on. And John Gruden has the same type of, um, it's like, you know, Gruden and Peyton, like philosophy wise and gumption and, and, uh, what's the word I'm searching for? Uh, and, and, uh, and attitude and, you know, temperament. They mirror each other with a lot of things, you know, they, 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 both two old school, grudgy kind of coaches, you know, kind of grimy coaches that are fundamental guys. They speak their mind. Sometimes it get them in trouble. But John Gruden being attached to the Saints, this is not a, this is not this 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 is something by you know Dennis Allen inviting them in here, and bringing them here. He, and and Carr had his best years with John Gruden, and now the Saints are pulling. And then you have Dennis Allen, who's a former Raider coach. Carr, who was a quarterback that he drafted in the draft, uh, is not a Saints guy. He got several Raider players here. And now here comes John Gruden in the dough to teach his philosophy to the offensive room. Now, is it a stretcher from the imagination to say that at some point you could possibly see John Gruden connected to the Saints offensive room in some capacity in the future, in the near future? Perhaps. Because they're saying his case is supposed to be uh coming to finality sometime in the next several months. So, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, he would – order for him to get that. I, I'm not sure if he apologized, but he would probably have to issue an apology, Uh, you know, whatever he got to do, and in some capacity be here for the Saints. Now, that will be interesting if they walk down that road with John Gruden and bring him in here because this is the second time he's been here. Dennis Allen said he's going to be here over the next several days. So don't worry about him. Don't worry about the guy standing over there behind the curtain use the old Wizard of Oz analogy (laughs) pay no attention to the man standing over there behind the curtain you know so it's interesting but you know we're gonna go over that I won't hear y'all thoughts on that man how y'all feel about John Gruden here I mean from a schematic standpoint John Gruden knows the West Coast offense he knows what to tell John uh, to tell Derek Carr to get him to fix you know know what that is but is it just that you know Maybe to start out, but you start see if this guy was walking around here with Saints stuff on. <laughs> Y'all think I'm bullcrapping? Look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at John Groon. He got Saints shirts and hats on and shit. Now, what? A- <laughs> if you're just coming around just to talk, do I need to hit? Hey, you know what? You're just coming around here to talk how about you know he got a, a a a regular shirt on or something and he walked into the door, hey man take that shit off and put this saint shirt on this saint hat on and fit yourself correctly come on up in here now you talk about is this the look of an analyst <laughs> or a future or a future employee come on you know what's going on here i'm just asking yeah yeah oh yeah let me tell you something I gotta be, I'm gonna be pretty, you know, Lady go, they don't call me slick Mickey for nothing. You know, you know i listen, I'll slide something on you. Know, I'm, I'm, telling you I'm, I'm telling you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I'm slick Mickey. I'll tell you something. All right, K-Man says that Gruden it was hold a call sheet in the pic. Yeah, there it is right there. This is the picture. John Gruden got a saint hat on, he got a saint vise on and saint shirt. Does that look like <laughs> I'm just saying that shows me. That energy, that energy of this picture right here—is is this a future employee right here? Is this, is, is, is this a future employee? Five hundred four Co. says, "Uh, that's our new offensive coordinator." You're <laughs> <laughs> slide Pete Carmichael right out the way, but you know what? Pete Carmichael will back up like a butler and hand it over. Say, "I work on. I just be. I. I. I be your co-coordinator." Yeah, that because Pete Car- Carmichael was trying to give it away last year. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it, it listen, man. Listen, man. This 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 dude look. This don't this look like a future employee? What's happening, fam? How y'all doing? Shout out to you, man. Good to see you, fam. Quaveda says I don't understand why they couldn't just Zoom call Gruden and let him add his two cents. Carmichael should be the OC if he can't run the offense. He's saying their angle, bro, is showing you that Gruden is is as you can see him talking to Carr. He's trying to get the verbiage straight according to what they're telling us to get Carr on the West Coast style to the Saints. The Gruden connection to the Sean Payton connection, the offenses are mirror, kind of similar. But I'm saying, I get that. One visit, but he going to stick around several days to make sure Carr get in. And Carr already looks like he's picking up on a lot. Not saying, just saying. But when you bring a guy around and then he got Saint shirts and hats on and shit, the next thing. <laughs> Oh, let me tell you something. I'll tell y'all. Y'all know me all well. Let me tell you. And I tell you, I'm a, I'm a slick Mickey. I'll slide this guy on you quick. You won't even know he's there. I don't want to tell you something. Slick Mickey. Yeah, slick Mickey. I'll slide him on you. Yeah, I'll tell you what. All right. So anyway, let's finish up on this man. Jari Evans continues to integrate himself in the practice interior offensive line. We see a lot of Doug Marone as the main authority there. Several players have complimented what Evans brings to the table for the group. And this is something that's eerily similar to what Zach Streif was doing, but no disrespect to Zach Streif, but Jari Evans to me is a, you know, far better player. Come on. And no disrespect to Zach, but I'm saying Jari Evans is a guy that can teach the young guys. And even some of the more established guys, you know, how to do this in here because he did it for years and was one of the best saints, offensive interior men that we had. And we've had quite a few of them. You know, and Jari Evans is up there. So having him here and Leroy Glover here on defense, super uber big. Love what they're doing on the field. You got Leroy Glover, one of the best interior, one of the best, because we had a lot of them too. You know, definitely top three in the defensive tackles. I mean, there was a lot of really good ones out there for the Saints in history. But Leroy Glover is there coaching up the defensive line as an assistant, and Jari Evans is here. So that is just big for helping out Doug Marone, that is awesome. I just love that. I just love what they did with the assistant coaches, Clancy Barone, the tight ends. I just love what they did. Last year, they had Cody Burns, who people just can't stop talking about. So, cool. It could be situational. Jordan Howden looks like he's the extra defensive back in the pecking order right now during walkthroughs inside when him on the field. He was actually in the back half of the defense with Marcus May. Now, Marcus Robinson was coaching him up up on position as such, which is not a surprise. Cause Jordan Howden, when they drafted him, I was like, man, what are we doing? Why don't we go get this? They got Howden. And it was like, man, the question was like, Q, why we got all of these, man, while we drafted that kid, we just got, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got all these guys that were naming. But most of the safeties they were naming were guys on one year deals. Jordan Howden's the future. You know, you know, you got the next shooter drop in terms of the Saints suspension is Marcus May. He's the next guy to drop. And we probably know where he's going to get. He's going to get the same amount of games as uh, Kamara. So be looking out for that to have. That's an easy one now, you know, you know, from his jet time. So you have him there. And plus, remember, Marcus May as a physical style of football, he missed, what, six games last year due to injury. And having Jordan Howard in there, then his Lin Bout, what is it, uh. Lonnie Johnson Jr., Jonathan Abram, uh, and all these other guys are on one year deal. So Jordan Howden is a guy you can look at, and he's he is a he's a solid dude, man. He can he can tackle, he can cover. Guy's good, man. So anyway, but I'm not surprised by that. Marcus Robinson, our secondary coach, works with the safeties. Coach Woods works with the cornerbacks, so he getting coached up. Alante Taylor's is growing in the slot as well as Hugo Amadi. Amadi made a few nice plays on day and as a climber. A lot of people talked about Hugo Amadi. Only issue with Yugo Amadi is that he's an undersized guy, but he flashes on film. He was flashing on film when I was looking at film of him playing on the special teams. He has a nose for the ball. He's just a you know he's a little smaller, but he has a big heart. He's intelligent. He has a nose for the ball. He's always around where the ball is. You know he's around there, and of course they're saying Alante Taylor growing in the slot. And like I talked about, the family that was asking me about, hey Q, what's the difference? You know who you think wins the battle between Alante Taylor and? Paulson the D-ball. And I told him, Paulson the D-ball, huh? Alante Taylor way better. And I say, listen, bro, let me tell you something. Alante Taylor was drafted. Listen, I'm telling you what how DA handling this stuff. DA drafted them people. He drafted Alante Taylor to replace Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That's a role on his defense. That's a role on his defense. Alante Taylor could play that role. And remember how hesitant Dennis Allen was from moving Chauncey Gardner-Johnson away from that position when he was there. He kept him there. That's a very important part to the defense, to the success of the defense, to have that player there or that that, that, type, of, that type of player there, meaning a player who can tackle in space, that, he, that can coverage, cover and blitz when you need to. If you need him to play around the line, they can get there and pop the quarterback. They can help and run support. That's what Chauncey Gardner-Johnson did. That's what Elante Taylor can do. So, ain't no way in the world if I – now, if I'm Dennis Allen, I'll play games with you. I'll say, yeah, this is a competition. And in the end, it'll be Laddie Daddy, Adebo, and then Alante Taylor. And like I said, uh, Alante's going into his sophomore year. And Adebo had a sophomore slump last year. It happens to him. They hit that – they go through that that second year, and things kind of – is a little difficulty there. You know, so you're going to see Chris Olave have a little difficulty. You're going to see Rasheed Shahi, All of them go through that, that sophomore slumpish year. Paulson Debo, look how he's looking in camp. He's looking solid. So as long as he's healthy, he would, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be the starter next to Lattimore. And if Vellante needs to play, because Vellante played that position outside and inside, he can do it. Hell, if you need Alante to slide back to safety, he'll play that for you. That's what I'm saying. That that what that's why Alante Taylor was drafted to replace Chauncey Gardner Johnson in that role, and Dennis Allen knows how important it is to have that type of player in that type of role for the Saints defense. So that's why I was like back and forth. Now you're talking about if Alante does this or that or the third, it works out better for him to stay in the slot. It does. It just what it does. It does, because D, a Debo is not used to p- playing the slot position, and he would have to learn a whole new position just for you to flip flop. Dig- oh no, no, and hell no. Not saying that he can't do it, but Dennis Allen got enough to think about. <laughs> and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And remember, a lot of problems with the Debo was he had some injuries, and of course, he struggled in his second year. But he looks good now. He looks good, and he continue to play good. Anyway, Zach Bond is a frequent pickup on target in the passing game. Some growth is needed there, but that's one play that stood out and to his growth, that on seven-on-sevens when he was able to chase down Kirk Merritt, which was no easy feat. We'll see things uh, at when we're getting to the preseason. That's a big part of Zach Bond's game, too, is that, you know, you got to take better angles, because I remember watching tape, especially in that Carolina game, if you all remember which game I'm talking about, with Christian McCaffrey, man, he was like, that guy, you know, he looked like he was running in quicksand. That's how fast McCaffrey was. So it's a very important to understand pursuit angles and knowing, you know, or knowing what's going on in the play. And like and like Zach Barnes said, we played the interview, and we don't hear from him very often. So when 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 he does get there, I want to hear from him because the Saints see him as the third linebacker there. He could probably get some starter wraps if we have injuries to our linebackers, God forbid. It didn't happen the last couple of years with Pete Werner. So if that's the case, you no know Caden Ellis there is Zach Bowen. So Zach Bowen was saying that he knows the offense. This is his words. I know the offense. I know the defense. I Just got to go out there. So this is the most intelligent and well-rounded, more experienced Zach Bowen that we've seen to date. Out of all the other Zach Bowens, this is the most experienced one. So is he ready for a step-up? Saints didn't go out and get – no other linebacker currently they're sticking to what they have so they're showing some belief or faith rather in Zach Bond so could he have a Caden Ellis style year man listen he has the athletic ability you know a lot of times he, he I could see he misreads things he's slow to react but you know he got to clean up some stuff in his game but you know the guy didn't play linebacker much. The Saints drafted him the linebacker he in his fourth year, and he got to do it four years. And you bet you bet to know how to play the linebacker position. You got to dra- drop into coverage, and you also have to get there and blitz and make things happen. So, Zach Bond been doing some pretty positive things. He just hopefully he keeps it up. Will Lutz ended up missing two of his kicks today, finishing five or seven. He missed his second kick after hitting the right uprights in a few attempts. Then he missed the final, fir- the first kick in the second frame. Why right? Lou Hetley was the holder. Blake Gillikin handled the punting duties, and he has some big hang times. We know what time it is with Blake Gillikin. You put you on that island. You know how to punch you and put you in that coffin. That coffin corner punting that Blake Gillikin learned from, just just two from his mentor, the great Tommy Morstead. So I mean, we we Morstead uh, really got Blake Gillikin together. We'll see a little bit more of the running backs and offense. There was one of the plays in a walkthrough. Elvin Camar run on an angle with Jamal Williams going into the flat. And this was something I talked about as well. then we talked about the offensive imagination of having both Elvin Kamara and Jamal Williams out on the field at the same time. The going back into our great Saint intelligent mindset and remember that when Reggie Bush was out there and and Elvin Kamara is a similar back, even though I think he's more dynamic than Reggie Bush. to really say that because Reggie was pretty dynamic, no disrespect, but just greatness but elvin kamara should be decoyed a lot more than what he is he should be decoyed more you got all these other guys you need to learn how to decoy elvin kamara and send him in motion and have people to look at him and then put jamal williams to the opposite side so i mean you know and run him in the opposite direction so what i'm saying is it's all bounded on the imagination of the offensive uh, uh room and i just keep thinking to myself if that is indeed the case, an offensive room could definitely benefit from having a certain person that got some experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That can help you out that knows the West Coast offense. The only person here to headbutt with him is in Denver, so he won't have any issue at all. And it just seemed like the Saints are getting the best out of the Raiders right now. Really, it's just insane. And this, like I said, I'm going to say this and say it again. I'm going to say it and say it again. This here does not look like somebody just visiting to help out. This look like an employee. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm coming up in there. I got my own hat. I got my shirt on. Uh, You know what? Let throw me one of them saints visors. Throw me one of them saints hats. Let me put them on. (laughs) You can say what you won't say, but I'm saying pictures are worth a thousand words, man. And this here don't—he looks like an employee. I'm not saying they signing them. Just say looks. Looks can be very deceiving. All right. So anyway. Kamara was among the punt return group today that included Kiki Koti, Rashid Shahid, Yugo Amadi, and Chris Olave. And one of the things Pennon said today was worth relaying that he said his injuries were more bad luck than anything. First injury was a toe got caught in turf, wasn't even sure on the second. As it after the play, he also talked about working on technique. We're gonna play some of Pennon's interview today as well. So that's what happened to Camp. Shout out to, to John Hendricks. Appreciate your brother for your contribution to the who that nation. Shout out to my brother, Kyle T. Mosley, Bob and the rest of them at saints news network. We appreciate you. Love you and respect you. All right. So let's move on to the next thing, fam, straight from the who daily.com new Orleans St. Star Kamara was suspended today. Three games will play Kamara's interview as well. His thoughts on it. He wanted to get that out of the way. Remember he hadn't talked to the press and he was waiting to after the suspension, very strategically done. I'm pretty sure he worked that out with the lawyer until after it happened. You know, I'm a to and on it. I'm not going to keep talking on it and saying over. I'm open, you know, say whatever I got to say. Just let it be about football. Let's get beyond it. So anyway, he did it the right way. So anyway, shout out to Niles, man. He dropped the scoop. New Orleans Saints star running back. Elvin Kamara set to miss three games for the 2023 NFL regular season due to suspension issued by the league for violating the personal conduct rule. And this is the tweet from Adam Schefter that had dropped it. Also, Chris Lamones was also given the same three game suspension who was also with him, you know, in Vegas that time. So that's a little scoop there. And also, you know, it's, you know, all the stuff happened from the Las Vegas incident. As a part of the resolution, Kamar was ordered to complete 30 hours of community service, pay restitution to the victim, pass due medical expenses. And to our knowledge, that's been done. He paid the guy $10 million. That was a settlement. And one hundred and five thousand dollars worth of his hospital bills, so he paid for all that. Plus, issued a apology, so he covered that. So, the twenty seven year old running back expressed remorse and contrition for his actions, admitting that he made a terrible decision that caused embarrassment to himself, his family, the Saints, the city, and the NFL. He emphasized that he never intended to cause harm to anyone and deeply regretted the consequences of his actions. I know Elvin Kamara is not a bad dude. He's not a bad dude. Young people, you know, he's a younger guy, but this, this was a situation that came to him. I don't know. It's not very often that you'll have a man that will walk up to you and it's several of you with other people and then try to holler at your girlfriend and then try to touch her. Don't punch you or nothing. So it's just a part of the game dynamic. It's about, it's, it's the street level game. Street smarts, a whole other thing, but, Understanding what's going on, and you know, and knowing how to, to deal with things, because that guy out there got a ten million dollar pitfall real easy off of something. And even though we know Elvin's a multimillionaire, several of the Saints players are, but it's hard for a man to give cough up ten million on something like this. This is just like crazy. Ten million dollars, just like that. So, I mean, in the end, it's behind him. I'm glad that it's finally done. The the, the uh, Kamar met with the commissioner, discussed the incident and he and he's and he hopes to learn from his experience and grow as a person and a player next time you go out to Vegas bring some goons with you let them let them <laughs> keep these people away from you you're not a regular brother man that's a problem a lot of me I'm the same as you now you're not you're a public person you're a person that is a celebrity you need to have some a little cushion there in certain certain scenes or places that are controlled like if you are signing autographs somewhere you know what i'm saying or you at a charity event, certain controlled environments you can kind of meet with people, but out on the street like that you need you need protection, you need a security guy there, or two to keep people away from you, you know, stuff like that, like you see some of the other people doing they'll have a security guy to kind of keep you away from them while they moving around, you know back up, please, back up, sir, excuse me, back back up, and they get in and out of buildings yeah that 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 would be a good investment. With the suspension, Kamar will miss crucial games against the Titans, the Panthers, and the Packers. So I'm not worried. I am no disrespect to nobody's team. The Tennessee Titan game is going to be a pretty good game. Looking forward to that simply because it's the first game of the regular season, and the Titans are strong, you know, where we want to see the the Saints be tested, which is the interior defensive line. We want to see if our line can handle up to, to Derrick Henry, the brutal running back. The Panthers, no disrespect, rookie quarterback, they got a lot of talent on the team. But, you know, we still got uh, Jamal Williams there. We have Kendra Miller, who's going to be given extra reps to get ready. I'm pretty sure the Saints, if they want to, they can bring in a free agent running back. Or they can just stick with Eno Benjamin. They appear to like Ellis Merriweather, and he's undrafted, but he's a bell cow. These guys are an north-south runner, a brutal running back. But Eno Benjamin, to me, seems like a guy they can probably hang out with you know, and have him there if something happened. Of course, you can mix Taysom Taysom Hill in there too. So if you need somebody going there to the running back room, Taysom Hill is there. You can use him as a running back. So the Saints do have some versatility there. And when he does return, it'll be week four when the Saints face off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Until then, the team will have to rely on other players, as I mentioned. And this is one of the things that we have to deal with. So that's finally behind us. And, well, not totally until – He comes off the third week into the fourth week when the fourth week of the regular season starts, and then he's all that will finally be behind us. But for right now, uh, we finally got it. Elvin Kamara, just three games, three-game suspension. I myself thought it would be a lot higher. It was a good strategy by Elvin Kamara to go meet with uh, Roger Goodell and talk to him. That made it it look better as opposed to just doing your thing and then letting it just fester. He would have hammered him. Got, he probably gave him at least five games. You would have hammered him. But for him going talking, that was a smart strategy. For him to go and meet with the guy and talk to him, three games. So there you go. Not even a month's work, but we will have a refreshed Elvin Kamara for week four. So smart strategy by EK41. All right, another big news of the day. I said it was a lot of news shaking and baking today, family. I'm not going to even tell you. There was a lot going on. Cam Jordan got his extension, as we talked about. We kind of shared it on the uh, community tab today. He staying put, and this is Cam Jordan staying put. Saints signed Star, defensive end of two-year contract, worth $27.5 million. So Cam got his bag. He got his bag. So Saints made a decisive move to secure the services and standout defensive end Cam Jordan for the foreseeable future. Shout out to Miles on the scoop. In a strategic move to avoid Jordan entering the final year of his existing contract, the Saints and the players came to terms on a lucrative extension. The new deal was reported by Ian Rappaport and a two-year extension worth $27.5 million. The contract ensures that the 34-year-old Jordan will remain an integral part of the Saints defensive line until 2025. It's not too many times, fam, where y'all going to actually see a guy that was drafted by the team and Cam is a superstar. Cam is a, a Saints megastar. Cam is the dude we drafted here and Cam is the top sack man, he's sack master of the Saints. He's high on the sack le- a list. I think he's what, top 10? Top 10 on the sack list currently. I want to say it, sh- it shocked me when I was, I remember reading something up on it. I forgot where he is, but I think he's like top 10 in the NFL in terms of sacks. He got 115 and a half with 2 years left the 20, you know, to finish up to add on top of that. So Cam, man, this is, you know, This is pretty big for Cam Jordan. But how often do you see a first-round draft pick player gets drafted by the team, and then spends his entire career with the same team and wants to be with the same team his whole career. Don't see that too often. We got a, a real good one in Cam Jordan. Let me play this little um, few-minute clip right here of Cam Jordan talking about him being with the Saints. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear
7: it. I want to say, you know, thank the Lord for the blessings of being healthy, of having a beautiful family, of everything that – uh. Has been accomplished just to get to the point of being drafted by the Saints. You know, my time at Cal was phenomenal. Um, being raised in Arizona was amazing. Being born in Minnesota uh, to watch a legend play football for a few years of my life before we got out of that cold state and into warmth where I belong. Um, you know, was the origin of the story. Um, again, to be drafted in 2011. Uh, by the Bensons, you know, uh, Mrs. Benson, I'm I'm forever happy to have a phenomenal uh, owner of an organization that from top down has been top notch. We're talking about Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, who drafted me. Appreciate the uh, taking a chance, I guess, as I was spiraling down to pick 24 back in 20, 20, 2011, um, sitting there in New York with the family, uh, pops at the table, older brother, sister, cousin, uh, Walter Venerable, um, the third, <laughs> and, uh, you know, got a phone call, picked it up and was so elated just to hear a voice on the other side of the phone saying they wanted me. Um, you know, I, I don't even remember I, what I said. I mean, Sean has probably probably shot that statement out a few times. But I said, let's do it, because in my mind, it was it was good to go. I was like, look, I I don't know what happens from here on out, but I'm going to give you my all. So 13 years later what is this three fourth contract technically really really like the third earned you know like everybody's granted that 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 contract on the first one but third earned contract situation fourth overall 13 years in um looking to play two year 15 spoken into existence at like year eight or nine um and for honestly to to have the family behind me to have everybody that i've had you know um i've been truly honored and blessed to enter a market as new orleans to enter you know everything that you think that you want as a football player, um, coming up as a as a man, coming up as uh, a kid with dreams of playing in the NFL. Uh, to sit here and be embraced by the city of New Orleans, to sit here and um, be able to start so many different initiatives. Uh, sitting here with, with you know the God is Love Foundation and everything that I've been able to do in this city, um, being empowered not only by the Saints. Um, by the same staff, you talk about Alicia Sher- uh, Bashar Sheridan. Um, you talk about the phenomenal media guys that we have, our equipment guys, um, our trainers. You know, back when Bo Lowry was was in within the building, now he's an enemy over at uh, over in Denver with with Sean Vader. I'm mean, Darth Vader. I mean Sean Payton. Um, you know, you talk about um, just the phenomenal staff from day one. Uh, you talk about, you know. Bum, what is what is what is Bum's real name? John Bumgarter. <laughs> Throws you off. Um, just everybody in this building. Um, it has been such a phenomenal and amazing experience that I couldn't see myself being anything but black and gold. You talking about uh, from the from the you know niche breakfast spots we go to to uh, being at you know Ruby Slipper Cafe to finding wonderful situations like you know. Zach Streif being a former teammate in Port, you know, opening Port Orleans and, and the good times that we've had there. Uh, it has this entire essence of being drafted and being in New Orleans has felt like family and stayed like family. Um, and I can't really see myself. Luckily, I don't think I'll ever have to see myself being anything other than black and gold. So appreciate it.
2: Oh, Cam got teary-eyed toward the back end of that, man. But you, as you can see, man, that was coming from the bottom of his heart. But let me tell you something. Cam, we love you, brother. We got your back, man. That man said he going he gonna to give you his all, and he he did that. Cam Jordan. This, you know, and 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 this is a great. This is a great. He's a sack master, took down Ricky Jackson's record. He stands right now number 23rd on the all-time NFL sack list. He's 23rd currently. 23rd. The next guy he has to catch is Clyde Simmons, who has 121 and a half on sacks. And the next, and the of course, we know the top sack master in the NFL history is Bruce Smith, the great defensive end from the Buffalo Bills, followed by The immortal Reggie White with his 198. They are the pinnacle. But Cam at 115 with two years left, he going to make a run at this thing, man. He going to make a run. You know, I don't know if he gets 200 sacks. (laughs) I don't think he gets that far, but I think he gets top 10. So, man, listen, we love you, bro. We love Cam Jordan. Cam is, is is. is what we want all of our guys to be, all of our, our, our Saint players to be, just like Cam. He's a community role model on. He's a guy a a a, a real de, he's a real do deal person on the field and outside the field. Your family man. You never see him caught up in any scandal. He always does the right thing. He was brought up right, respectable, good dude. Very rarely do I hear Cam Jordan cuss. You know. So if he keeps this type of behavior up, we might have to make him a saint. (laughs) Like Saint Cam Jordan. (laughs) Saint Jordan, you know. So shout out to you, brother Cam, man. You congratulations on your contract, man. You deserve it, brother. And uh, here's to more great years, man. We love you, bro. All right, so let's keep it moving, fam. And go into this next article right here. John Gruden once again. Uh, talking about him as John Gruden, for those who might not have known. or It was a busy day in football period for the Saints. The Kamara suspension, the Camp News, uh, you know, the extension with Cam Jordan. So, yeah, Cam's extension, Elvin suspension, and then the Day Camp News, and then John Gruden was at camp. So it was a very lively Friday, to be honest with you. And it was good. I like seeing those, say – Former NFL coach John Gruden, known for his stints with the Bucs and Raiders, was set to visit the Saints training camp on Friday. He was actually that This was done earlier. Gruden, had already consulted with the Saints during their offseason program, will continue his role as an advisor to the team, particularly focus on his experience with newly signed quarterback Derek Carr, whom he previously coached during his time with the Raiders. And, of course, this is the picture right here. John Gruden, I mean, uh, uh Jeff Duncan, Tweeted this image, this picture that he took with John Gruden with Derek Hard. As you can see, Gruden decked down in all saint gear. (laughs) Got saint hat on, shirt, and I think he got saint shorts on too. Hell, he might have sneakers on with the saints, saint sneakers on. You never know. But uh, the the, and then he got a call sheet in his hand. He got a call sheet in his hand. Gruden feel like he back in his off, offensive days. He said he'll be around for several days or so, which is cool because I want to hopefully some of our reporter friends get close enough to him to, to kind of talk to him, to get an interview with John Gruden to see what he, you know. But like I, I'm kidding about early in the show, but Gruden looks like more of an employee as opposed to a guy just visiting. Yeah, I'm just helping him out. I'm just here to help him out give me that free shirt and that hat and them shorts to me let me put that on right quick now I'm all decked down you know so anyway Dennis Allen downplay any rumors of any more significant of course he's going to downplay the rumors Gruden started uh, stating that the 59-year-old or, you know, role for Gruden and Dennis Allen stating that the 59-year-old Super Bowl winning coach is simply there to offer his expertise and observations. Gruden's extensive knowledge of the West Coast offense, similar to the one he ran with the Raiders when Carr was his quarterback, makes him a valuable resource in helping Carr transition smoothly in the Saints offensive scheme. And then, of course, while Gruden's presence at the campus generated some speculation, Coach Allen clar- clarified that there's no current plan to hire him on a full-time basis. Current plan. <laughs> Things do change, though. Instead, the Saints view him as a temporary resource to provide insights and advice to both Carr and the offensive coaching staff. Pete Carmichael, Ronald Curry, pay attention. Gruden's track record of success coaching Carr is... His most successful season has undoubtedly piqued the Saints' interest in utilizing expertise during training camp. So this is written by Niles uh, Carpenter. Shout out to him. Very good. And once again, this image, like Dennis Allen said, and we'll play Dennis Allen in a second, about John Gruden. You see John Gruden walking around decked down in St. People say, hey, man, did y'all sign John Gruden? Oh, no, oh, oh, no, of course not. Oh, 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 no. Oh, of course not. So him wearing all them clothes over there, you know. Oh, we give them clothes to everybody. Oh, I don't have what. Well, oh, well, we all out of them right now, but we give them to everybody. Okay, okay, all right, Dennis. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you on that. All right, all right. But anyway, Gr- only that I can say is Gruden looks good in that saint stuff, don't he? I mean, don't he look good with the saint Vase and the saint shirt and everything? Don't he, don't he look good? <laughs> Uh, hey fam, what y'all think, man? Y'all just, is it just me getting this? And they asking him, hey, man, did y'all sign John Gruden? Oh, no, no, of course not. But coach, he, he looked like, you know, oh, that's just clothes. You know, I got a whole box full of those clothes and hats and shoes and socks in my office in the closet. You know, I was thinking about throwing him out the window the other day, and John Gruden walks in, and I just say, "Hey, um, hey, you want this stuff?" So he just takes it and puts it on. You know, oh, okay, all right, okay, all right, Coach. We'll see. All right, anyway, <laughs> I don't know, man. That picture, that picture, he, he looks a little comfortable in that in, in that black and gold, baby. That's all I'm saying. He look, he look real comfortable in that black and gold, baby. You look really cool in that black and gold, baby. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, Pammy says, BQ, there's nothing to see here. Moving right. <laughs> Bucking eyes. Bucking eyes. All right. Uh Lamano says, uh BQ, you know Groon ain't been no saint his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dennis Allen is here, man. Dennis Allen's trying to get all everything that's good from the Raiders. Or trying to get him to work but it, it's interesting man to say the least so he said he'll be around for several days so that's something we're gonna look at but anyway let's move on fam let's hear from elvin kamara this is what he said i mean i'm not gonna play all of it because we got a couple of other ones to go through we're gonna listen to ak41 man this is his first interview you know since all that stuff happened he really kind of been sidestepping and until everything happened but he came out i like how he addressed it he getting in front of it very respectable Let's listen to AK 41, man. What he's talking about, what happened and how you see the team. Put one in the chat if y'all can hear this too, fam. Hold on, yeah. Here. here we go.
8: All right, look, look, this is how I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda go general. So we, we knock out all the questions. I'm gonna just knock them out because I know what y'all gonna ask. So <laughs> So uh yesterday when I met with um when I met with Roger, it went well. Um I'm not gonna get into the details of what we discussed in the meeting, but it went well. I think we got accomplished what we needed to get accomplished. Um, so obviously happy I got a chance to do that. Happy he gave me the opportunity to come up there um, because obviously I know that's not really protocol, but I mean, he gave me the opportunity and I uh, took it and went up there and met with him and it went well. Um, on to the Las Vegas incident, obviously I haven't talked in a while. It's been a couple months, 18, 19 months that I've been dealing with this ordeal, obviously. Um, it's a tough ordeal to be in, um, you know, I never want to be involved in some where someone gets hurt or severely injured or anything Um poor judgment on my end. Uh, definitely a, a bad decision, but I'm a man. Everything I've ever done in my life, I stood on and, and I, I, I could take accountability for it and I can say when I'm wrong and I was completely wrong, embarrassed the Saints, embarrassed uh, my family, my mother, um, embarrassed myself, um, embarrassed the city and the shield obviously embarrassed the NFL. So. You know i just tried to do my best to kind <clears> of <throat> keep it as much away from the media and as much away from the team um as i could you know obviously it's, it's hard to do that when you know you got such a um uh a- a incident like that so um you know I, i'll be lying if i said it wasn't tough i've lost a lot uh throughout this ordeal definitely not looking for any pity not looking for somebody to give me a pat on the back and say it's okay um i know what i i know what i did i know what i was involved in and um, I definitely take responsibility, and you know that's that's part of being a man and growing. You know, from here, I just gotta make the right decisions and, and make the right choices. So um, that's kind of what I got to say about that. So now let's talk about football because <laughs> I'm back. Now,
9: just, was was that? That? Did Roger give you an idea of
8: the timeline? I already hit on that. We had a good meeting; it went well. That's all I got to say about that. Is
9: there anything you've learned from this
8: stuff? I mean, yeah, I de- I, yeah. I, de- I mean, I definitely have. Um, you know, uh, obviously we know what the incident was um just making making a uh judging that situation better you you never want to be in a situation where especially um in the position i'm in uh being a leader and being being a um just kind of like a role model for children. i don't i don't, I don't want to be in a position where i put my hands on somebody obviously that's the last thing you want to do because one you, it comes with trouble and you know it could have been worse you know so i'm i'm blessed that it wasn't worse um obviously still hate that it happened um hate um hate the whole situation um like, I, like uh, I, t- I told Mickey, I told um, DA, I mean, all everybody knows, they know me around here. So just talking to them throughout this whole ordeal. And luckily they've been supportive. Ms. Benson has been supportive. Mickey's been supportive. My, the whole team has been supportive really. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate when, I mean, you make a decision like that, but I know my character, um, I know who I am. And luckily I'm somewhere where these people know who I am. The city knows who I am. So um, that's kind of kept me going, but I've definitely learned that, you know, and in the blink of a lot, and I a lot can change, so um, definitely just got to make the right decisions uh, and now going decision forward. It's just a
10: matter of just walking away, because uh, you, know, you never know what you can be in that situation, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's more than just walking away, it's uh, you know, some of those situations. I mean, I was out at five in the morning, so you know, what I'm saying it's like not what 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 Sony Dungeon used to say, <laughs> yeah. nothing good happens after 12 at the midnight, so you know. Uh, it's kind of just gauging those situations and, and being able to, uh, you know, make the right decision and, and being where you're supposed to be. Able, and sometimes take yourself out of position and, and not being in those places. So.
2: See, the thing is, too, this this is the thing. He was right. This was at five o'clock in the morning. Right. <clears throat> and, and that's why I was saying it was game. So it's a lesson. And he realizes it, too, when it happened. But when it first happened, I was telling the family members, I said, fam, this this is this is uh this some this some bull job here. This is this like my son say cap. This cap man. This cap. This all cap. Not Kamara, but the guy It's cap. Because nobody gonna walk up to several guys and then start flirting with his girl and then according to the documents say because I read them that says why you messing with him? He ugly, and all this and try to touch her hand. Then they get in the elevator they did they backed up off for all of that. they backed up all of it. then the guy tried to get in the elevator with them, and one of the guys stopped him and pushed him. he moved the guy hand off and then that's when it all went to hell in the handbasket, but the guy that they beat on he never threw not one punch. That was because it was it was he recognized he knew who this man was. Not him, Elvin did, but of course the other guy knew who Elvin Gamar was.
11: up to a hundred dollars. Just visit PrizePicks slash play one hundred and use code play one hundred. That's code play one hundred at PrizePicks slash play one hundred for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prize daily fantasy sports made easy.
2: And he got ten million dollars out of it. So that's a big lesson to be learning because there's a lot of pigeon games going on out here. You got it. It's a lot of scammy rotten underhand pigeon games going on so if you kind of green to the game let this be one of the situations because they're running a lot of scammy pigeon style games out here on people and that's what happened to elvin kamar man i promise you that let's finish up
8: has
9: that incident affected your preparation for this
8: no in terms of it, it, no not at all um you know it's a, it's a it's a it was a situation obviously and uh you know i had to deal with it um this like I said earlier, I'll be lying. If I said it hasn't affected me, it's affected me. I mean, last season it's affected, I mean, it affected me every day, you know? Um, like I said, I lost a lot. Um, I've lost monetary monetary. I've lost some friends. I've lost some support from some people, but I mean, like I said, I've, I've had a ton of support from this organization. I've had family and friends, you know, um, and you know, the people that, that know me and that, that know what I stand for and that know what I'm about. Um, that's kind of like what's pretty much kept me going, you know, and, uh, my faith and, um, you know, like I said, I I'm not glossing over the situation and, and downplaying it in any way. It was um poor judgment on my end, and it, it was obviously unfortunate, and it just gotta be a um thing where I'm a sure take take ownership of it and, and make better decisions going forward.
2: Yeah, and I and I I'm with Elvin on that, man. And uh like I said, this rotten pigeon game that happened to him and he fell right into it. Um but yeah, it was over 10 million, to be honest with you, because the settlement was 10 million dollars. They, the civil suit was ten million. They settled with the guy for ten million, and then he paid. He Ben Elvin paid the guy's medical bills, which were a hundred and five thousand. So it's over ten grand, over ten million. And you can see, like I said, even if you got football players and every and you got wealthy football players, not wealthy enough not to play football. You got you you, you get that. So when you lose 10 plus million dollars on something like that, that hurt. That that definitely hurts. And he was saying relationships and certain sponsors kind of backed away from him because that's what that and that's another take of it, too. Like whatever sponsorship he had during this whole ordeal, he lost money with sponsorship. Perhaps they had some investor that might have wanted to give him the candy or some shoes or some gift. They backed up up off of him on that. So he lost some money more than the 10 million, if you think about it. So, this was an expensive proposition on some rotten pigeon game that he got caught up in, man, unfortunately. So, he's got the right mentality, and Elvin Kamara's is a, f- a smart dude. So, I expect nothing but sterling stuff from him moving forward. Does it feel
9: free to put it in
8: the past? Yes, it does. It does. I miss talking to you. <laughs> but, nah, it does, man. Because, like I said, it's just, it's, it's hanging over you. It's hanging over you. And it's, I mean, obviously, it's self inflicted, but nonetheless, it's still something that's, you know, it's like a dark cloud. Like, it's hard to. It's hard to kinda of enjoy some of the smaller things like I don't know, today I just had like a little boost at practice. I just felt better, like a weight was off me. So I'm uh, just I'm looking forward to just focusing on football.
9: When did you make the decision to come talk to us right now?
8: Was this just that made No, no, no. I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna talk. Um I mean I, I like I said I met with Roger yesterday and I, I knew after I met with Roger I was probably gonna just kinda put it put, put this chapter behind me, just kinda close it off and, and you know, kinda give the the spill. So
5: how, has it excited you that they've kind of made an emphasis on getting a new more
8: involved in the passing game this camp? Yeah, man. You know, me and Pete, um we had a long talk. It was heated, it was an argument. No, I'll just play it, but <laughs> uh no, nah, I think um DC, uh and even even Jameis, I think some of the opportunities last year just weren't there like we've seen in the past. Um and I'm we we've talked about it as an offense just without the, without the coaches. And I'm, I'm sure um, DC Jameis and, and, and Pete and all those guys, RC, all them are up there talking about it. And, you know, I think I'm one of the most effective backs in the league when I get the ball in my hands, you know, out of the backfield, Um, just running routes, catching, catching the ball, um, splitting out the receiver, doing, doing those things that, you know, you guys have known me to do. So uh, the emphasis this year, you know, obviously going through camp and, you know, being able to kind of get back in that groove of, you know, splitting out and getting some more balls out of the uh, backfield and just getting creative with my pass catching side has been, uh, like, it's been exciting and I'm definitely excited. I know you're. say about, about the offense and of the team that you guys were
5: able to meet as a team without the
8: coaches and talk about those things? It wasn't like a formal, like, okay. a – yeah, but it was just, you know, just individual player to player and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of the, when you have a a, a team with, with talent and, and, and you know, good players, good personalities, you know, being able to communicate is one of those things that I think a lot of people take for granted, but you know, this team communicates, um, this offense communicates um, I think pretty, pretty well, like up there with some of the better teams I've been on, you know, so I'm excited for that because, you know, it's, it's sometimes, like I said, you take that for granted, being able to communicate with your quarterback, your fullback, your lineman, uh, a receiver, just about little things, little intricacies in place. This
2: offense kinda- that's pretty that's a big compliment by AK 41, man, throwing out there saying that the communication is, is similar or as good as some of the previous teams, the good teams that he played on. It it's it bowls well. The excitement is like you have a respected quarterback in the position, a leader got a guy, you know, a leader in that role. And uh it everything feels extra. You know what I mean, fam? Everything feels extra here. You know, with the Saints this year. Extra, extra, extra. Like even the 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 Saints, the way the Saints Saints spent money and resources to to push up the offense. We know that if there is going to be any success here, the offense has to be the thing that that leads the day. We can't be having no defense. I'm like, a defensive led team. No. You know, traditionally speaking, now we had certain small cir- circumstances that happened in NFL history where the defense did lead the team, but that had to be an outstanding defense kicking ass. And you had to have a bad running game. I mean, super tight, awesome running game to to give that defense a rest. But if your offense is on, it's on fire, you know, if it's a top 10 offense, you're going to see some success. And I'm expecting 10, even though they're right now, they're still training but if you look at everything that they have in terms of the what they've added going into camp before they signed Jimmy Graham and you know there was an excitement about how complete things were and then the Saints just kept it going and it's like everything that they're doing has an over you know they're doing it's more they're giving you more of everything everything's more like even the offensive coaches we talked about Leroy Glover coming here as a defensive assistant to help out Everything is more, 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 you know, and that, and that's the energy that's there in the that Nation and then on the team because a lot of people see all of that. How could you not look at the Saints team as talented as they are on the offense and then even on the defense, how they drafted this year, and they usually draft pretty good, but this year how they actually did a lot of what the family members want, like, man, we need a defensive interior lineman. We need an edge rusher. We need uh, we need a guy that's gonna be uh, Elvin Kamara and what they do. They, the first three picks the Saints do, they get a de- interior defensive lineman, they get a edge rusher, and then they get a running back. They even got a quarterback and a wide receiver and an offensive lineman to go along with it. So and then they did a really good job of undrafting and in free agency as well. So yeah, they've done a terrific job hitting the needed area, especially on defense. They didn't have the uh, the different view like everybody's seen the Saints because usually it's different like in the past years you'll look at this a need for the Saints and say man that's a need right there and they say oh ain't no need right there and then they go somewhere else with the with the resources this year was different because everybody inside and outside of the building recognized the needs for the Saints team and the Saints then did exactly we, we we all seen it and it all hit on the same. So like I said, the energy is really good there, man. So I, I Kamara's giving some craze here.
3: I just best in general though, like when the playmakers are getting the ball in space, not just you, but like the receivers and everybody catching around and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean,
8: I think uh, everybody's seen it. You know, Mike T. Back rolling. I think he's looking good. He's he's coming back in the form. You know, he he's one of those dudes that takes so much pride in what he does. You know, he he. I I'm I'm tried to remind him the other day. I'm like, bro, you ain't played in a minute, dog. Like, you know, you played at the beginning of last year, but. You know, consistently just being on the field and and you know getting this field back. You know, after the, the uh, injury he dealt with, I'm like, man, look, take it slow, but I know you want to be a, you want the ball right now. But like you you we know.
2: All right, Thomas saying, what's worse, Elvin Kamara severely beating a you know what out of someone in Vegas, or some pitly bull crap thrown at Gruden? Kamara's loses three games, Gruden loses his career. Who did he really hurt? You talking about Gruden? Uh, well, I mean, you got to understand brother, what happens with the, uh, the whole situation with Gruden was the NFL ain't going to play around with that. Right. You know, they're not going to play it. it, That hits on like the, the, uh, the identity, not so much the identity, but the optics, that's the word I'm searching for the optics. That's the thing that, well, you know, they don't want that smoke. You don't want to fight that battle and with that that's what the nFL did they didn't want to fight that battle and Gruden was saying, hey, you did this you did that that's how they known about it because you leaked these things because it was attached to it. he had an email going to Snyder, and that's how all this kind of got he got caught in the thing and then all this other stuff's type of happened he is saying that it was Goodell that leaked the emails Goodell of course said it wasn't, but how did they it had to be him or somebody in a line with who he was dealing with for them to get that and put that out, regardless of not it's out there. That is not a topic that the NFL or any league is going to try to attack. They're going to say to you, if that's out there like that, and that's damning, they're going to get you to apologize. I don't care how long ago it was. You're going to have to apologize because see, it's a business. It's a business. And in the business, you can't afford if you're trying to make money, you can't afford to offend anybody. So if you're in a business to make money, you can still have your business business ethics, you see? Because most of the time, the product is not just for one type of person. The product is for everybody. I remember several, what, 20 some odd years ago when the NFL, 20 plus years ago, maybe 30 or so, when the NFL was marketing the, the league to, you know, mostly men and then 20 something odd years ago this that philosophy changed because a lot of, of the ladies will watch the, the ball game with the men and then you know they would have this fun so the NFL kind of opening up more of a diverse look at the league and started marketing to the ladies when they started getting the women's jerseys all this kind of stuff it didn't just went away from the they this just business so as business and we know the NFL is a corporation is a business that is the standpoint they're not gonna they're not gonna fight that battle. So John Gruden wants send to the NFL. I guarantee you that the Saints if they once his case is done with the NFL, the Saints are going to if they hire John Gruden and he has a press conference the moment he gets hired, he got to come out with a, an apology, a heartfelt apology to not only the who that nation but the NFL. They're going to be looking forward to that. That's just what it is. Now if he don't want to do that, he ain't got he got to go somewhere and cuz <clears throat> he can't even get back on TV with that. And remember, he did a a pretty decent job on television for many years breaking the game. But there ain't no television network that's gonna even touch him on that. You know? So, like I said, you either play the game, you know, and and do do what they want you to do, apologize for it, apologize what you said, because you did offend some people. Even you're a coach, though. Another thing is the man was a coach. He coached white players, black players, Hispanic players, different players, period, you know. And for you to be, what you're saying, how you got caught up in that, phew, that ain't no good look, playboy. You know, you got to walk that back. You got to you got to apologize for that. You know, I didn't listen. I apologize. I didn't mean to offend nobody. That's how it got to go unless you want to play in this league. NFL ain't going to play with you on that. I'm just going to keep it real with you, bro. All right. All right. Sam says uh, Gruden is a great resource and he's good for the league. Dardeal was a witch hunt and they dug deep to find dirt on Gruden. Gruden wasn't even a league. Chuckie, that's a good point. He wasn't in. Yeah, but see, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying is like, regardless or not. He's going to have to come with it. And y'all know that, don't you? He's going to have to come with it. That's how I go. He can't get back on commentating about the game. They won't even touch him. You're not going to be able to coach for nobody until even the NFL. You just say, if the Saints did that, they would get a lot of blowback because it's a way to handle things. Remember what happened with Drew, Drew Brees, and it's not the same thing. I'm not saying it's the same thing. but remember Drew said some stuff that offended some of the, the, the black teammates on the Saints squad. Remember that? And then Drew and then, you know, one of the players, I forgot who it was, DeMario or somebody or whoever it was, had to talk to him about it, and Drew was like, man, I talked to People kind of educated me on the game. I didn't even see it like that. So sometimes all it take is a conversation. I, you know, everybody not perfect. Sometimes you could be saying some stuff to make somebody upset. That's not your intention, you know. But it is what it is. So if he wants to play or a play or, or work for somebody on a football team or a or get on a the, listen, John Gruden came getting nowhere. And you know, it's just I'm telling you how it go, bro. I'm telling you how it go. That's that's just how it is. You got he got yeah, Demario. I thought it was Demario. Demario talked to him. but thank you, Pammy. That's just how it go, bro. So if the Saints are going to do this, I'm telling you, the move is for him to get through with that lawsuit because that's the thing. He got we covered this before. He got a lawsuit suing the NFL, suing Goodell because he's saying Goodell besmirched his reputation by releasing them emails, and he pointed at Goodell. Now Goodell said they didn't say it. He didn't release the emails. He said that out. In the public once and then because I researched it and then he came back and when they went to the, the legal, the legalities, it wasn't in the documentation that he denied releasing the email. So you said you didn't, but when the documents came out, you didn't say you didn't in the documents. You see? You see the game here? So Gruden knows who did it. He knows who released it. He he, he knows. So in, in the end, even though he was, he feels like he was besmirched at the other end of the spectrum, He's going to have to come with it. That's just how it goes, bro. Y'all y'all got to understand. Yeah, uh, Sam said he hoping to win in his case against the NFL. Yeah, that that's something that's supposed to be coming over the next several months. So that's just something to keep an eye out because obviously the Saints are not going to not stop having John Gruden popping up at some of these camps. All right, let's finish out with Kamara in a few more minutes, family, then we'll jump to our next.
8: No, we know. So, I mean, he's getting back in the form. Alave uh, going into, coming into another year and you know, understanding the offense more, understanding the defense more, understanding, you know, what it takes to, to, to be elite, you know, in this league. Um, you know, all down the line, Trevor Penning getting in there, um, Caesar, um Hurst and Eric and, and Ram, you know, those guys, when they're going and they're healthy and peak, obviously. But when they're healthy, I mean, like, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? It's some, and In the past years, that's kind of a problem we had, staying healthy up front. And, you know, it's, it's it's hurt us, obviously. I mean, all around, you know, I've been hurt. Mike's been hurt um, a couple of times, you know, so, I mean, um, it's just this whole offense, like, I'm just excited when everybody everybody is going and, and, you know, getting in there. So he, you know, he he's one of those guys I was just talking to and I was like, man, that's one of them dudes, like, you don't see those type of dudes a lot. You know, he's a burner, got good hands, and makes and plays. So w- with him, you just give him as much as he can handle. Every day, just give him more and more. Um, and then, I mean, some of the young guys, we got AT, and then obviously Jimmy's back, you know, shoot, me and Jimmy.
11: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play 100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at pricepicks.com slash play 100 for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Price Picks daily fantasy
3: sports made easy. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? there's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance but one big reason why you shouldn't if the unexpected were to happen to you who would pay the mortgage the kids tuition and all the other bills in a time of grief the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially at ethos we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom family protected rates can increase the longer you wait so no more excuses Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's e t h o audio.
8: I, I've been knowing Jimmy for a while. I've been training with Jimmy since I came into the league, you know, training down in Miami. And, um, I'm excited that he's back and he's feeling good and, and he's going, um, you know, Jawan. these. I can keep going, you know, but all these guys, I'm excited to see these guys uh, go out and, and compete and, and just, you know, work together and 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 try to, you know, make this offense like the best in the league.
2: Big time, big time. Jimmy Graham, all of the people that he aforementioned, he said he was talking to Gruden about it. And that's the thing. It's like, if, if the whole John Gruden thing is a very interesting veneer to this whole conversation, it really is, because if listen, let me tell you something. I'm gonna put it to you like this: Derek Carr is a hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback the Saints invested in, right? So far, Derek Carr has gotten everything he wants. He got the money. Players that he wanted, he signed, He, you know, that he had. Guys, Foster Monroe a guy that he was familiar with. He's here. Brian Edwards is a guy. He's here. You know, you have that. And then what if he wants his old ball coach in some capacity to help help him out? Would the Saints deny him on that? Just a question for the family members to think about. Just a question. Because Gruden is walking around there having a conversation with Derek Carr, breaking down the game, talking to Elvin Kamara. You heard Elvin said that he was talking to Gruden about Rashid Shaheed. And also, it's the, the other point is that John Gruden's here to educate the Saints' offensive brass. That's Pete Carmichael. So when, Pete, when John Gruden comes there, John Gruden has a Super Bowl, even though the Super Bowl should be Tony Dungy's Super Bowl. Ain't no doubt about it. John Gruden won that Super Bowl, and I'm not taking nothing away. I'm not trying to disparage or take nothing away from John Gruden, but he was at the right place at the right time. He took over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They went to the Super Bowl against the team that he was working. So at some point, he would have got. It seems like he would have got it one way or the other if his team would have to have beaten Tony Dungy's team. If if history had kind of worked the way different and Tony stayed in Tampa and not went to Indianapolis, and Gruden stayed in with with the Raiders, they would have more than likely head butted in the Super Bowl anyway. It's weird, you know, if you think about it. And who would have won that matchup? Gruden's offense against a Gruden's offense against Tony Dungy's defense. I still say Tampa. At the end of the day, he's a Super Bowl guy. He knows the hell out that West Coast offense. Him and Sean Payton mirror each other in like in, I don't know what it is. It's like that that uh gump that 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 that, that gumption. Uh, I guess I'm searching for the. They have the same uh raw style of coaching, right? You know how Sean Payton get down. You know how Gruden, Chuckie gets down. So, you know, he's a senior guy. He walks in the Saints offensive room as an analyst or whatever you want to call him. He's a senior guy there. None of them other guys can ha- that hoist a resume quite as distinguished as John Gruden's resume of what he's done over these many years. So when he steps in there, all of them, including Pete Carmichael, or taking notes and listening to them and such and such, such, and such. So listen, I remember some time ago, not exactly a similar situation occurred with the Saints, but I remember some time ago when Dennis Allen got away from the Raiders and after what happened with him and, and, uh, and who was the, the defense coordinator was Rob Ryan. It was Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan's first year was good. I think his second year was kind of shaky. And then all of a sudden, here comes Dennis Allen as an analyst. <laughs> oh, oh, he's just here to, to kind of, y'all remember that? Dennis Allen popped up here. Oh, we just hiring him to overlook the defense. He's a defensive anal- analyst. You know, he's just here to kind of oversee things and make sure everything's fine. The next thing you know, Rob Ryan out. And Dennis Allen is the defensive coordinator. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, it's terrific to know history. You know that? You know that family? Do you know that history runs in cycles? Do we realize? <laughs> it's good to remember history. I remember all that. Rob Ryan, the next thing you know, Dennis Allen was here. Oh, he's just the analyst. He, oh, he's just here to help Rob Ryan. Yeah, he helping Rob Ryan pack his bags and say, Rob, see right over there? That's where that – see where the door at? You can go right on out that exit and head right on. I'm going to help your ass right on up out of here. And that's exactly what he did. And Dennis Allen has been here ever since, and now he's a head coach. So, I listen, I'm just, I'm just saying some stuff. I don't know if exactly this is how it's going to play, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. All right. So let's move on to let's start speaking of Dennis Allen. Let's let's hear from Dennis Allen the press conference today. Fab, here we go.
12: Hey guys. Um, so just a couple of transactions. Uh, we did place Andrew Dowell, uh, on injured reserve with an ACL. And um, your so system. we found that out after imaging the other day, we claimed off of waivers, uh, <laughs> George Filagala, um, as an offensive lineman. So we're back at our number at 90. Thank you, Sam. Um, Thought it was good practice today. Uh, you know, started off inside, got out in the heat for a little bit. I think the heat right. kind of got to us a little bit. But, but you know, I felt like our guys kind of pushed through. And um, so it was good. It was good practice.
9: Dennis, getting Cam done, getting the extension, what has it meant to you to work with him? What's he been like for you to work with um, in your time here?
12: Yeah, he's been awesome. Shout out. He's been awesome. To me. I mean, um, you know, there's plenty of times that I can put the tape on in the middle of a, a, a team meeting and show a guy that uh, – You know, he's been in this league as long as Cam has and watched the way that that guy practices and runs to the ball. And uh, he just just demonstrates everything that we're uh, about with our program in terms of how we go about doing our business. He's been great in the community, Uh, you know, great for our organization. I'm glad that we got him.
9: Is he still at the level? Would you say he's still at his highest level?
12: Well, I'd say he still plays at a very, very productive rate, you know, you know he's still a guy that can, uh, is is an extremely well-rounded defensive end. I still think uh, he's the best well-rounded defensive end in our league in terms of just being able to play the run and rush the passer. So, uh, and there's still there's still plenty of snaps in that guy. So, uh, I, I think it's good to have him.
3: Mike Thomas having the day off is that injury related? No, or it's
12: or? not injury related. It's a planned day off.
3: Day Dennis, off. with uh, Lynn
9: Bowden Jr., will you give him? Them- like an opportunity and to return, to like a punt, or it could seem like he's flashing a receiver out
12: there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Look, he's going to have some opportunities uh in the return game. Um He's going to have opportunities in other phases of special teams uh as well as a, as a receiver. And and so, uh, yeah, I like some of the things that I've seen out of him. To follow up on Cam's longevity, do you remember working with a player that, that has
5: been able to produce for 13 seasons and that you guys are confident that he can play for
12: yeah look I think it's a testament to him and the way that uh he takes care of his body um, well first of all i think it's a testament to his mom and dad all right because some of that is a genetic deal uh, but but i think just the way that he works uh the way he takes care of his body um, there's really no off season for him um, he trains year- round um, and and his mentality the way he goes about doing his business is, is really what we're looking for Dennis, um, why do you think Elvin's
9: pass catching numbers have kind of taken a dip in the last two years? And is that something that you guys,
12: <coughs> the new quarterback, can, can get make the? Yeah, look, I, I look, you know, my expectation is is that we're going to be able to utilize him in the passing game, uh, much like Drew was able to utilize him in the passing game. Um, that's something that we've put an emphasis on, and and uh, we'll continue to work on it. Is that is part of it uh, just related to how much? y'all had to rely on him as a runner the last couple of years and just like the number of the, like the high workload that he had. In that um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's, you know, a specific reason for it. Um, it's probably a lot of variables that go, that go into it. I, I will say this, I'm, I'm excited about the running back room that we have. Um And I think we've got, you know, a little bit more depth uh, at that position than maybe what we've had in the past. And, and uh, you know, we got, you know, guys that can do a variety of things and, and I think that'll benefit, you know, Alvin in terms of not having to have uh, the same workload that he's had to have uh, specifically as a runner. Um, you know, I, I think I think being able to have a little bit of that. We've probably been our best offensively when we've been able to kind of have, you know, a little bit of a running back by committee type of uh, approach. And so uh, I'm excited about that room. Yeah, it
9: looked like obviously Cam wasn't out there today, but, you know, we had Tano and Carl Gamer. That's at the end. And so what's the what's the goal there in terms of do you want to have a
12: rotation? Do you want to have some kind of own that spot across the Cam? What's the ideal scenario? Um Well, number one, I'd start off, I'd say it's hello day for Cam, right? I mean, you got a new contract, then you got a day off. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> good for him, right? Um, yeah, I think um Yeah, we're trying to figure out who's gonna be that guy that's gonna play uh, opposite Cam. Um, much like I just talked about in the running back room, I feel like we got some depth at that position. I feel like we've got Mike guys Trippler that you know are fully best capable best of uh, you know stepping into that role. I think you know when you look, Cam obviously has been the one player that's probably you know gotten the most reps you know on the defensive line. Uh, part of it's because he can he can play a lot of plays and still remain productive. Uh, he's in he's in great physical condition, uh, but you know we, we we rotate a lot of a lot of guys uh, throughout our, our defensive line, try to try to keep them fresh, uh, particularly. So when we get into the fourth quarter and it's time to try to close out games, we got a fresh group that can go out there and play.
9: What are some of the things you guys are talking to John Green about as far as where you can maybe shed some insight?
12: Or yeah, look, I mean, you know, um, look, he's going to be here for the next couple of days. He's really just observing. Um, you know, there's not a, there's not a role that we have for, for him. Um, he loves football. He loves being around it. Um, and so look, it, it just comes out here. He watches practice a little bit. And if there's some things that we can, uh, visit with him about that, that he can, uh, pres- provide some insight for us, uh, we'll utilize it, but, uh, uh, I, w- I wouldn't read too much into it. I mean, he's out here observing, uh, much like we had some other guys out here. Brett Maxey was out here today, observing That's practice. Right. So, Maxey, um, so. yeah, I mean, he, he's, uh, uh, He's got, it's got a lot of experience with Derek. So uh, there's probably some things that we can glean from that. Is that. like
2: That's great. And Dennis Allen talked about it. Yeah, he did throw, uh, throw um, Brett Maxey in there. <clears throat> so if, uh, and the thing is too, if we take a look at the Saints, Leroy Glovers here, then you say another throwback Saints, great and Brett Maxey, the old safety from back in the day there. <clears throat> so he's, roaming around there. So the Saints got a lot of really good old school players and they're trying to help out. So it's a great energy of like uh, guys from the past here to kind of help the Saints, whatever. And that's the great thing about it. It's like an open door. Like, come on, can you help us with these guys, get these guys together? And that's that's very positive. So the only thing I know is from, from our history standpoint, you bring a guy in and Sean Payton was famous for this. He'll bring guys in, see how they look, and then next thing you know, they'll have a prolonged period of time. But with Gruden is different because the aforementioned things we talked about. But he is, but you how could you not uh play or pay too much into it? Like DA is saying, Oh, don't pay no attention to it. Don't look at the man behind the the the, the curtain there. He ain't uh. how could you not? I mean, this John Gruden. Who won the Super Bowl as a head coach runs a really good West Coast style offense. It's very simple. The guy that he had for a lot of success in with the Raiders is the, your current quarterback, who like John Gruden. So how do you, if you're there, you know Derek Carr, who gets everything he wants as the Saints' quarterback, and then you got John Gruden here who got the most out of him in the West Coast offense in the league. Now he's in the West Coast offense with the Saints, and he's the most accomplished of your offensive people that's in a room and he's giving all of them tutelage, how could you not, like, look away and say, oh, that's just nothing at all? You know, I'm just saying, man, it's a lot. So it's all, he downplaying the hell out of it, but you really can if you think about it. That's why people are like, damn, John Gruden over there, what he doing? He trying, He know, just helping out Derek Carr. No, 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 no. He's doing a little bit more than helping out Derek Carr. Johnny, well, you got to teach these philosophy. He can have the phone call to do that, you know. Like, remember the big tuna used to do that with Sean Payton. Sean Payton would get on the phone with him, and he'll have press conference. Yeah, I just got off the phone with Bill Parcells. He was telling me such and such and such and such, such, you know. But it's just like it's the second time here, and then this time it's a longer time than the day the first time. Like I said, it's hard not to read too much into it, but you know, we'll see.
3: Your guys' store will be open for that in October, November. Like, if you wanted to pop in and just yeah,
12: it. look, I think we're getting out ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, he um, will be here for, I think, three days. Um, a Couple of days, watching. days. and uh, <laughs> again, he just loves being around football.
2: I think it's a little bit more than that, Da. He's he gonna be around here a couple of days. A couple is two, right? Couple man, a couple of days is two. Then it became three. The next week is going to be, oh, we decide to keep him for – he's going to be around here for the summation of training camp. (laughs) Oh, the next thing you know, oh, well, he's going to be here for preseason too. He's just watching and see how things go, catching up with the speed of the game. So, you know, and I'm just joking about it, but anytime, like I said, when you bring John Gruden around here and what he knows offensively speaking and like, you know, the family member astutely mentioned that him and Sean Payton come from the same – you know, you know, come from up right up under the same school of thought. You know, those guys are, you know, like when they played each other, they, you know, they usually get up to play each other. And now he's here with Carr and all of the weapons the Saints have. It's hard for the average family member not to get a little bucked and excited about the fact that John Gruden's here. Now, of course, we know there's, there's those those certain situations of, of revolving around John Gruden that the Saints are very aware of. But like one of the family members in the Great Saint Think Tank is such an intelligent group of people. They astutely mentioned that this is just them acclimating you to the process, testing them waters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a couple. Then it was three. Oh, it ain't nothing. Oh, he but, but but you know it ain't. Oh, he got a saint hat and a shirt on. You know, and yeah, next thing you know is. <laughs> Oh, he's a member of our offensive staff now. Oh, he's just an analyst. He's just going to come in and, you know. This And this is not nothing that's new. It's just this guy is a bigger name. Because we've had guys that came here before. Remember, we had Chaney. That's the guy. Because Sean Payton was really good at that. Sean Payton had so many connections. He would go and get these old coaches that he knew and liked and that mentored him, and he would bring them in as analysts. I remember Cheney was a guy that was here. Sean Payton brought in here. He had like 30 something years of NFL and college experience. And Sean Payton, when asked about him said, Oh, he's here just to overlook things. Make sure, you know, he's an extra set of eyes was t- Sean Payton's verbiage.
11: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code PLAY100. That's code PLAY100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy.
13: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?
2: for us just in case we miss something he's there to catch. It. He's an extra set of eyes. That's what Sean Payton used to say. You know, so we'll see man at the end of the day. How could you not though? You know is what I'm saying? When you see something like that. I mean, you know he's the most accomplished guy in the Saints offensive room. He has a, he he had tremendous success with your starting quarterback in the West Coast offense. He's as grumpy and as uh, what's the term uh Ballsy, that's Gruden and Sean Payton, both right around the same type of characters. Ballsy kind of coach there. So, you know, man, they would have signed, if, if all other stuff he got passed up because he's saw in the league. But if that wasn't happening and he had already apologized, this guy would more than likely be, like, signed to be an analyst. For it. It's happening. You don't just, out of all the shit in the world you got to do, you mean to tell me all you're going to do is just, I'ma just sit up here. And I won't help Derek Carr be the best Saint he could be. Uh, I, it's just more than that to me, man. I just seen too much. It's gonna come around. <laughs> uh, I don't know, K man. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> the great Saint thing tank hitting on it. He said, "Did Maxie get a call sheet too?" I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at that. He got a call sheet under there, man. <laughs> You just a set of eyes. I'm just hey, Lee, you did that wrong. But now you got a call sheet, coach. What you doing? Well, I'm just following the plays. You know, I'm just making sure. See this play. I'm just explaining this to him so he would know what to do. Oh, I get you, coach. But he was saying on the press conference that, you know, the other day that he had been here, he went through some stuff, and he was saying that he's feel like he's playing football now. Before he was doing a lot of thinking. Now he's playing football. Yeah, but what you expect him to say? See, that's why I'm here. Oh, okay, okay, but they didn't announce you, though, coach. You kind of popped up here kind of fast, didn't you? You know what I'm saying? You didn't, well, you know, they figured that'd be the best way, you know, with everything that was going on. Yeah, I know the Elvin Kamara suspension, the extension of the Cam, and then you popped up here? Yeah, and then you got a call sheet, and you decked down in black and gold again. <laughs> Ah, yes, 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 peoples, yes. And 504 Coach says, "Da is tremendous team builder, defensive coach, along with Jimmy G's offensive savvy. This could be a challenge. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. The Saints, everything they're doing. Like, if you look at the, like I was saying, the coaches that they bring in, even the assistants, the help that they're getting outside, I just love it. Even though, you know, the thing with John Gruden around there, outside of, you know, him, he got to get, get that right. But his coaching acumen in terms of knowing the West Coast, knowing Dennis, I mean, uh, Derek Carr, he was a head. Uh, Jer- uh, uh, Gruden was a Raider coach. Dennis Allen was a Raider coach. Just a lot of veteran coaches coming here, and the goal is to make the Saints a winner again. So if, so, it's just, it's just amazing how it all is, is working out, like, man. And it's like, it's hard for you to even look at it. Corveta said, that's what I said earlier for what we doing, could have d- did a Zoom call. Could have had his opinion, waiting for a dipping offense to boot. <laughs> to put Pete Carmichael in the street? Is that what we're doing? King Morrison said by the end of the preseason, he will be the new OC. Yeah, y'all call, y'all calling you know? Week six, Carmichael's taking a leave of absence from the team due to family issues. John Groot will be our interim offensive coordinator for the remainder of the season. And how the hell would that look as an offense? You don't think John? Let me tell you something, fam. Dennis Allen just said that John Gruden loves football. He just loves football, right? You don't think John Gruden looking at look at his look at his eyes on he bucking eyes right here on this picture right here. Look at Gruden's eyes here; he bucking them right now. You don't think John Gruden looking at the Saints? Look at his face on. <laughs> look at his face. He like, oh my God, the Saints offense. Oh, my goodness. Michael Thomas, Elvin Kamara, Jamal Williams. Oh, my goodness. Rasheed Shaheed, Taysom Hill, Foster's here. Jawan Johnson, Jimmy Graham, Kendra Miller. Oh, my God. He look at him. He, his face be bucking eyes, and he excited right now. On this picture, looking at out the field at all of John Gruden ain't never had nothing like what he looking at right now. That's why he's looking like that. He ain't never had nothing like what he looking at, the Saints offense. You mean to tell me he going to look at that and then walk out the door? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, kid. He drooled it oh, all. My goodness. Oh, Lord. Man, what's going Oh, my goodness. He just loves football. That's Dennis Allen words. You think John Gruden going to walk out the door after seeing all this? Seeing all of the talent? That man ain't never had nothing like this. Never, never. He going to figure a way to get in there. Yeah, yeah, look at his face, bro. Look, John Gruden is bucking. He's bucking him, bro. Let me see if I can get this picture. Let me see if I can get close on in the picture. <laughs> look, y'all, look. This is closest I can get right there. You see that? Look at it <laughs> oh, look, look, look at Gruden, man. I got up close and personal so y'all can see it. Look at him. Boy, Gruden bucking, he going, oh, my God, what's going on, man? Man, that's all this, all these people around here. my God, what, my, oh, my goodness, he never had nothing like this. Look at his face, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, J-Rock, he bucking his eyes, baby. He bucking them, man, he bucking them. Boy, John Gruden ain't never. Yeah, the mind's big. He ain't never seen nothing like this. And you gonna just walk out the door? You gonna yeah. you, you? see what I'm saying? We gonna see, fam. Five four says Q uh, Gruden is an alpha. Carmichael is a beta. Yeah, yeah. He says don't bow down to a beta. A no, a no. But see, that's the thing, though. See, Pete Carmichael is not gonna buck John Gruden, even though Pete's the offensive coordinator. That's not his character. Pete Carmichael knows that Gruden in that room is the more experienced man. That's why he's here teaching Carr. And it, you know, if if Dennis Allen felt like Carr didn't need any help that 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 uh, Carmichael can handle it, then why is Gruden here? You see what I'm saying? Because Pete knows the Sean Payton offense in the West Coast offense. Carr played in that offense for a lot of years. Shouldn't be that hard for Pete to teach Carr the right offense to utilize. Shouldn't be that hard, right? I'm just saying, because Pete's been here for years under Sean Payton. He's already appreciated himself. Derek Carr told him he's going to run the plays that he's like, that he's familiar with. Carr is a fast learner based on how he had six, what, five offensive coordinators during his time with the Raiders, Pete makes six with the Saints, had six coordinators in 10 years. If you look at his statistics, his statistics were still very good. Very, you know, some were better than others, but very decent statistics, even though he was switching offensive coordinators like that, which means he was learning new new schemes and new systems. So they're telling us the reason for John being here is because he's helping Carr learn the Saints. Offense better? Wouldn't that be Pete Carmichael's good enough to do that, or is that just something else where they're just telling you that until they can get you lukewarm ready for when John Gruden joins it as a senior offensive, uh, senior member of the uh, of the offensive room? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing stuff out here. How could you not? All right, Rich. Thank you, bro. Says Q. With the talent we got, we need an alpha male to lead. See, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Let me get you to run it. Out. Yeah, boy. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you with the super with the super uh chat there, my brother. Brother Rich Rule, shout out to you. Yeah, I, and I'm just saying, commonsensically thinking, just commonsensically speaking on the John Gruden thing, Pete Carmichael is in him and RC, Ronald Curry, who's the passing game coordinator, are intelligent enough. They've been acclimated to the Sean Page, especially Pete Carmichael. You know, there is no other person on the planet. That knows Sean Payton's offense better than P. Carmichael, except for Drew Brees. Man, let's throw that in there. The only other pe- player that a person that knows Sean's system better than, uh, well, not better than Sean, but as much as or probably on that level than P. Carmichael is Drew Brees. Let's get that understood. Drew mastered that system. P. Carmichael knows that system. He just doesn't have the aggression or the aggressive play calling. Mentality like a Sean Payton has. He's more conservative on his approach. You know, he's more conservative. So him getting in, you know, him and Ronald Curry getting together with Derek Carr there or something. But what if another? Just, just, just what if? But what if another component to this is Derek Carr wants John Gruden to be there? You tell him no. I'm just saying you didn't give him everything else. He would. Would he stop asking? What if? Gruden is here because Carr asked for him to be. Just saying. this is being portrayed like it's a Dennis Allen idea. But what, if, what I'm just saying, just throwing it out there, what if it isn't entirely Dennis Allen? What if it's a Derek Carr idea that inspired it to Dennis Allen to bring Gruden in here? Because the first time he snuck in, snuck out. That's cool. How many more lessons we got to see from you? Because you was here before several weeks ago, several, what, months ago? And now you're back here staying for three days. At first it was a couple of days, now it's three days. <laughs> so it's interesting, man. We're going to see, man. I'm just drawing a little something out there to the people. Rage Raiders says Gruden had a better offense with Raiders and defense with Gannon. Rice, Tim Brown, and defense was top 10. Oh, you talking about when he was, well, the, the, uh, what led up to the Super Bowl uh uh, uh uh appearance is what you're saying, rage raider? All right, thank you, bro. All right, facts uh says Quavetus. Thank you, bro. John J-Rock says Gruden is gonna play Stay by Jodis. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes indeed. But I'm saying, but look at John Gruden's face, family. Yeah, I know the Raiders South. How about that, Quavetis? He says they got, you know, Curry. Yeah, you're drawing Curry. Curry was a wide receiver from the Raiders. You got Dennis Allen from over there. You got, yeah, you got Woods who was there with Dennis. You got Robertson. Yeah. You got Carr, Monroe, Edwards, and now Gruden. Yeah, it's definitely a pipeline. But this is the ultimate one right here because this guy has a Super Bowl trophy and he's more distinguished than your entire offensive room in terms of the coaching staff. And he's sitting up there. Look at him. Look how he's looking at. That. <laughs> Man, he it, no, I, I gotta disagree, Rage. Rage is saying that he had Rich Gannon and I hear you on that. No disrespect. Rich Gannon was a good quarterback. I'm not mad at what you had with the 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 the, the, the but listen, you got to admit, Rage Raider, that you got all these people here. Look at look at your former coach's face here. <laughs> You got Elvin Kamara, Jamal, hey, listen, Elvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, Taysom Hill, Foster Monroe, Jawan Johnson is the league's best-kept secret, Michael Thomas, who's healthy, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, who's another up-and-comer that's there. They got all these people in the offense, and John Gruden, look at his face. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm a huge car fan, so now I'll keep my eye out for the Raiders to win big with high. That's what okay, okay. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you that. Thank you, man. Good to see a lot of the Raiders, see a lot of the, the Raider family members, man. They they I always inv- uh, invite the, the Raider family members to give their you know critique of our car- uh, cor- uh, current quarterback because they know they know his good and his bad. So if you know. Feel free to throw it out there, man. We, we, we here to learn. All right. All right. Okay. K-Man said this is the most interesting news. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. And it was all behind everything else, right? Elvin's suspension, Cam's extension, and then John Gruden decked down in Saint Gear. But with his face looking like this. <laughs> I right. Miller Twoill says Jamal was looking kind of fishy the way he was walking today. Okay, all right, you thinking he might have some issue? Yeah, this is definitely it, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Cervantes, is car's ten year vet. He don't need that many classes. I know. See, that's how I'm saying something wrong. You had the guy had been in the league. For, I can understand if it was a new quarterback that you had. To, oh, I gotta. You kind of walk. You gotta hold his hand, right? Cars in his ten year. So the the I'm just throwing this out here, man, because this is how I think. Like, so you telling me that car that Gruden is here to help carr acclimate. Then he did that a few weeks ago when he came here, it dipped in here and then dipped out. Now he's back for three, for two days at first, and nine three days here just to oversee him, overlook, just to see what's going on and to work with carr. If he loves football, man, John Gruden on every look at his face. He wants every bit to be uh, affiliated with the Saints to the fact that he wearing a goddamn gear. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's a good looking like he took. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Kendra Kendra Miller is awesome, man. Listen, I I, I, listen. It's going to be this is I'm just saying Listen, the overall energy of the team. Like, all of the stuff that they're doing, not just the personnel. Like, the Saints have added, they brought in Carr. They got the leader at the quarterback, the guy that can get the deep ball out there. Michael Thomas is healthy. Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed is due to have, you know, even though they're going through sophomore years, we're looking at them. The Saints, from an offensive standpoint, they brought all their guys back on the offensive line, rework contracts. They, they kind of solidify that line. They brought a lot of depth in here couple of veteran offensive linemen in here. So they're looking at that. There's a lot. Each room is loaded with competition. The tight end room has three, three guys that's going to make the team. I don't think you cut any of those guys if they're healthy. Taysom is a weapon in this. You got, and listen, I said all that, and Jimmy Graham's there too. Jimmy Graham, I forgot to throw Jimmy Graham in there. That's right. Jimmy Graham is there too. And that's why John Gruden looking like this because he out there watching all of the stuff and saying, man, this could be something special because all of the football that coach Gruden and even any experienced uh, coach or any experienced family member that's watching know, hey, man, this is, this got the makings to look like this could be something spectacular and I want a part of it. That's what that looks look like to me. You know, that's what that looks like. That look that he's having looks like to me that he's really, Digging on what the Saints have, because John Gruden don't have. They can go somewhere else and do other things, you know. He's there trying to talk about, yeah, I'm trying to help Derek Allen, who I mean Derek Carr, who's been in the league for ten years, acclimate to a West Coast offense in which he's familiar with.
11: Looking for a fun way to win twenty five times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports.
2: that's chumbacasino.com.
6: No purchase necessary. PDW, void. we're prohibited by law, see terms and conditions, 18 plus.
2: With the verbiage, which he should be already getting because he said he's getting most of the verbiage. He said that in multiple interviews we play here, unless he's lying. So at the end of the day, man, I think it's a little bit more. But it's but outside of that, it's super uber special with the Saints Bill in here. And I'm not just talking about the players that I mentioned. I'm talking about the assistant coaches around the players, too. The guys that they bring in, man, it's a fire energy that's around the team. And hopefully we could take all of this and then ball it together and then focalize it and then use it to shoot right through and knock all the feathers off the Atlanta Falcon. <laughs> like them old buzzards from the Looney Tune movies. Go you know, take all that energy, that energy and ball it into a, a stream, an energy beam, and focalize it and just shoot it right at the Atlanta Falcons and knock all the feathers off of them. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to turn it on to everybody else. There you go. All right, so anyway, with that being said, fam, let me go on my quick recap right here and go over the rest of it. We covered the Saints News Camp Day notes, a lot of stuff shaking the bacon light, like good stuff happening in camp today. We also went over the Elvin Kamara suspension for three games. We covered that. We went, we went over Cam getting his money, two-year extension at $27.5 million. We got him get that congratulations to Cam he had a beautiful uh speech a part of the speech that we played early in the show and you kind of you can see him right toward the end there he got a little teary eyed but Cam you the man we love you brother thank you and then of course we talked about the man the myth the last legend John Gruden coming here to oversee uh Derek Carr to help him in the Saints building first it was 2 days nine, 3 days and something tell me it's gonna be extended. <laughs> and if he leaves after the third day, you're gonna definitely be back for much later. He ain't gonna just peer off and leave after watching this. I'm telling you, as a guy that likes some excitement, John Gruden wanna be part of something great. And ain't no real competition stopping him in that offensive room. Let me tell you something. So I mean, just saying, man, a lot of stuff gotta happen, but it ain't far from a possibility for it to happen. And truth be was he. St- does what he does from a PR standpoint, make it right with the family members? That though, that could be a position right there. That could be a massive increase in intelligence, gumption, all that stuff in the Saints' room. To have, you know, to be having all of the things that we have, man, and just, man, it just it's it would be amazing. Then, of course, we reacted to uh, Elvin Kamara. He came clean on his interview. He dropped some game. Uh, shout out to AK Forty One, brother. Made said he made some mistakes, and and I think he'll you know move forward. And this will be a learning lesson right here, man. Boy, was it an expensive one. So, shout out to brother AK Forty One. Dennis Allen dropped some game too. He talked about uh, you know uh, Gruden and a few other things. And then of course Trevor Penning. I didn't get a chance to play Trevor Penning. Let me get a little bit of Trevor Penning before I before we leave, fam. Let's hear what Trevor was talking about with his health. Cause good to. If from him he had a little ding he's messed up a little bit and camp came back and playing and of course we see we are uh, seen a couple of battles between him and guys like granderson and foskey and others with trevor pennant and they're cutting up let's hear from pennant a little bit fam and then we're gonna cut out here we go
10: i feel more comfortable um you know it almost feels like the game kind of slowed down a little bit i mean getting adapted kind of to nfl speed so i mean this. A lot better than last year, I feel like. So, that's exciting.
9: It feels like this is the second practice session where I noticed you kind of did the one, stayed out there with the two. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to catch you up on, on reps or just make sure, you know, you get every rep you can? Or <laughs> Yeah,
10: I, mean, I don't really know. I mean, I just kind of do what they tell me to do. So, um, I mean, there's probably uh, it's a little bit of a ramp-up period. I mean, the first couple of days, uh, you know, they want to use me back in because I didn't have OTAs. So. Um, you know, they're gonna you know, take it easy, make sure it's all going good, and then uh, kind of just ramp up my reps from there. So, uh, it's doing good though.
9: That's gotta be a good sign, yeah, right? Yeah, for they, sure. I mean, they feel you're able to take out on that
10: one, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they're kind of playing it safe, you know, kind of hearing it from my, they're just listening to me and kind of how it feels, and you know, it's, it's been feeling great so far. So, um, they kind of just ramp it up a little.
9: What, what did you need, like, you know? coming out on the first practice was there any like I hope this feels normal or you knew it was going to uh, feel normal and, and how has it felt through eight practices yeah
10: I mean probably the part of the first couple of practices, I was always like shoot I hope this is going to feel good I mean I, I've heard like with my injury a lot of soreness comes with it usually but you know I haven't really noticed any of that and it's pretty much normal I mean there's nothing really it's really it doesn't bother me really at all so that's a really good sign and um yeah, but, you know, I'm going into whatever practices, like practice aid, it's, it's it's been feeling really good, and it's great to be back out there.
9: Obviously, from afar, you know, we feel like a, that's daunting to have two different foot injuries in the yeah. same year, but, you know, I'm sure you've talked to doctors, trainers. Is, is there anything that gives you confidence that that was more of a fluke than something you're going to have to learn? Yeah.
10: Or- yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it's a lot of luck into that. It's not the greatest luck ever. And there's also technique stuff um, that I can fix. So it doesn't happen again. And, uh, you know, just changing up my, how I play a little bit, how I plan on my feet a little bit. Um, you know, having different, have different orthotics in my feet or my shoes. So, uh, you know, I have the right weight on the right bones and not putting too much pressure on one side of the foot or anything like that. So, you know, I'm you know, training staff's doing a, a great job, uh, you know, helping me, um, stay out there on the field. So they've done a, a tremendous
9: job. Was there any similarity between the two injuries? Like, did they happen in a similar way, even though they were different?
10: Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not even sure on the second one. I mean, the, the film, you can't really see it because it was, like, after the play, and I don't really know how it happened. So, um, But the first one, uh, it was definitely uh, my toe got caught in the turf. And so. lock <laughs> aside, do you think technique could have prevented...
9: Either one of those? This is an um, interesting. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, I've never really about yeah, that. I
10: don't. I don't really know. It's it's kind of just bad luck, I think. But I mean, I'm doing, you know, trying to fix how I play a little bit. So it's, you know, my chances of getting hurt aren't as high. So how long does it take you to get that out of your head, though? Like, OK, I need to change it to this, but then I need to not think about. What, uh, I'm, what I'm doing and how I'm planning my team. Yeah, I mean, like I'm that. not really thinking of it when I'm like playing, more just individual stuff. Like I'm trying to like perfect my craft basically and doing that and uh, yeah. So I don't really think about when we're actually out there in team.
2: All right, that's Trevor Penning, man. And, and listen, he's a big part of the success here for the black and gold too, man. We're gonna need Penning to step up, stay healthy and uh, handle his business. And the biggest thing I like about Trevor Penning is his attitude. He brings that that nastiness, but, you know, like they had a couple of cir- you know situations that happened last year with Penning, and, you know, they got on him, and then, they, and then he never had those issues again. But then also he did, he did get hurt later on, and then he came back toward the back end and even started the final game of last year for the Saints. But this year they're counting on Penning to be you know the guy you know the to, to kind of help create those bookends between him and Ram so you know him there you can see very much a young guy, but athletic, strong, very fundamental, gotta get through some of these injuries he's looking good, he's hundred percent healthy now, <clears throat> so it's good to see Trevor Penning you know out there doing what he do. It's a couple of battles that I was looking at the tape on. With him and Carl Granderson. I seen well, seen him and Grandis. I seen one with him and Fosky. You know, he's seen different ones, you know, that you're like, okay, this is intriguing. But this, this guy I know what he's doing, man. He just gotta get more game reps to help out. So the Saints have a very uh very good, you know. we got veterans like Andrews P got to get healthy, you know, healthy he had the strain. Cesar Reese is stepping his game up. He wants a contract. So Cesar in his final. In this final year here, the Saints declined his option. He wants a contract. I think the Saints ultimately will pay him. I don't think they'll break the bank for him, but I think the Saints will want to sign a first-round draft pick. People forget that Cesar is a first-round pick. He looks really good at the guard position. He's going to look even better, too. And I dare say this, too, family. I think Saints give Cesar Ruiz his paper before the year ends. I'm going to just throw that out there. I think the deal happens. Because he's going, Cesar Ruiz, is, he just stays healthy. He got Jari Evans there that'll help him be even better. You know, uh, he's playing with confidence now because he had to adapt to a whole nother position. Remember, he was drafted as a center. Never played guard before. Now he's playing guard and first he struggled and now he knows what he's doing. The Saints got him locked in there. So he's playing a lot better. <clears throat> Eric McCoy got his paper. So he's straight for the next several years. We know Andrews will be out of here next year. Nick Seldar, very healthy. So he's playing. So the Saints have a have a, a solid line of a mixture of veterans there, and then Ryan Ramczyk, and then of course my you know Ryan Ramczyk needs to step up too. Ryan Ramczyk making way too much money to be playing as mediocre as he's been playing over the you know it just Ramczyk got to step it up, man. You know, so at the end of the day, very positive, and we just need these guys to stay healthy and have and fortify a depth, and we'll, we should be good. So that's everything, family. Uh, for the stream, y'all feel free uh to make sure y'all uh lock in to whodaddaily.com on your phone, whatever you got to do. That's our quarter headquarters site. We got you know uh, great writing staff over there. Shout out to B, our editor in chief; she's doing a fantastic job uh with the writers, and they're just writing articles uh, uh, on pro football, basket, pro basketball, uh, college football, boxing. A lot of really good boxing articles. Another one just came up with uh, Tim Zhu, who's the one of the welterweights uh, was super welterweight there. Got, you know, Charlo is being threatened to have his belt stripped if he fights Canelo Alvarez, and Tim Zhu's being lamed as the next guy. The article covers that. You know, I'm a boxing guy, I do a little bit of everything. But at the end of the day, yeah, the whodatdaily.com is putting in that work, man. And this is all because a lot of the family members support the movement, and we're just moving fast and moving forward. We got a lot of other stuff that'll be unveiled later on this year, too, that we're working on. Doing it, we forever working, we consistent, persistent, and we represent. We take a serious, you know, uh, mindset and representing who that nation to the fullest, man. We are gonna represent you right, Ying. I ain't gonna half ass represent you. I'm gonna represent you 100, percent passionate, real, logical, on point, whatever I gotta do. So with that being said, fam, listen. Oh, I don't think no, nah, no. Nah, he's all he's he runs block really well. That's a staple, but. Pass block. He does a good job of pass blocking. You he know, he's not bad. He can't. You saying he can't pass block, Sam? Come on, man. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen him in a limited action. He played. He is improving. So the guy is a good guy. I wouldn't say he can't pass block. I mean, you can. You can get better at it. You know, you can get better at pass blocking. I won't say that he can't. That's a. I won't go that far. And anyway, with that being said, I'm gonna get out on that. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Much love and respect to the the the, the channel members. Much love to you, our Patreon champions. Much love to you as well. Thank y'all for y'all financial de- uh, do- donations that help the, the movement move forward. And also thank you to the rest of the family members for sharing the articles, subscribing, and uh, putting us up there with you know so people to know where we are. We've been doing it for a long time now, and we ain't going nowhere. We're all moving forward together as to who that nation united. So, with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all kindly. Thank you kindly. I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side, man. Might be back. We're going to probably be back tomorrow with a stream, a shorter stream. I got Ring Kings Boxing. We're going to be doing a show on Ring Kings Boxing tomorrow. Be looking out for that. Ring Kings Boxing will be covering all the latest boxing news and notes and all this kind of great stuff. So, we'll be back, but on that. But y'all hit y'all notification bells for future content. Much love and hoodat.
1: Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a hooday. I'm a hooday. long as I'm living, I'm a, a hoodat. I'm a <laughs> Lose or winning, I'm, I'm, I'm a who that sports coma. Yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Where yeah. we do that. Huh? Boogie like this, and I'm a, who I'm, that. At. I'm a who that sports coma. This is where we do that. that. We do that. Welcome, 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 welcome. Somebody please better help. Be Running this thing like else. Like thank God every day I'm not, I'm not a felt Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, die. the bandwagon can get <laughs> flipped been marching in, that was way for the ring, I was yelling out to say for the championship, huh. fucking on town, duck down, Falcons, pluck it, shut down, shut down. Panthers ain't much, to touchdown. touchdown, the vision really belong to us now, touchdown. so much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell, ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell, the crooked referees are Roger Goodell, fucking like this and I'm a hoot, at. I'm a hoot at. every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. I'm a hoot at. Lose or win and I'm a who who It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that that. Where we do that, where we do that Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a who that It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that You're listening to the Sports Coma With Big Q and the guys On the TRO Media Network
2: Thehootatdaily.com. That's right, thehootatdaily.com. Your one stop shop for everything to all the Saints, to all the Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing. So if you're a hootat and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, thehootatdaily.com is your site. Thehootatdaily.com for the sport who that in all of us.
11: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash play 100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at pricepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.